I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow, who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. I see uh, Joey's got his Baseball is Dead t-shirt on. There was uh, on oh, where'd you get that? Sunday. On Sunday, the employee of the year at wow. Fenway Park was honored on the field before the game wearing a Baseball is Dead t-shirt. <clears throat> Stop it right now. I swear to God. Joey, congratulations. I didn't know your Red Sox roots <laughs> ran that deep. <laughs> but uh he loves well, what, what, what's this what, what's this fan's name who is this person uh, his name is steve steve liston S- steve liston i if think you've listening. met you've met him before you've met him for sure like he's okay. if anytime that you've come to the baseball tavern with me you've he's been there steve what's up bro yeah good to see you again <laughs> good to see you again <laughs> yeah r.i.p baseball tavern it's tough yeah, that, that is tough. That's a dagger. If you were, here's a question, Dallas. If if you say I came to you and I was like, "Hey, do you want to go in on a a bar with me?" But it's it it's gonna be around a, a ballpark. Which ballpark would you pick? Which ballpark would you want to open up? <laughs> A baseball themed bar around, but you can't. I mean, I don't even think they they just have gun shops near the Coliseum. You can't pick Oakland and you no, can't got, pick Boston. We got Blunts and more. We got Blunts and more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right across the street. I can tell you right now, there's not a closer, there's not a closer dispensary to another ballpark than. Blunts and more across the street from the Coliseum. <laughs> like I can Blunts from the parking and more. lot, I can legit. Oh yeah, I could legitimately throw a baseball and hit the dispensary. That sounds like a made-up Jay and Silent Bob movie story. Fucking look it up. Put, like I swear to God, go to Google Maps right now yeah. and look up Blunts and More, <laughs> Oakland, California, and and locate it, and then just zoom out a little, and you're going to see the Coliseum right next to right across the street. Are you uh, are you a frequent customer? I can neither confirm nor deny that. Okay. So what's the answer? Um. Oh, you said not not Boston. You can't pick Boston. You Oakland, can't pick really? Oakland. If we were going to open up a bar oh, then, together outside any MLB stadium, what would it be? Easy, New York, and you're forced to sit in some sort of dunk tank or on <laughs> some sort of like dart wheel of death three days a week minimum, and. <laughs> Like we're gonna, Jared. The the money we will make is is gonna be great. The money you're gonna make us, I should say. Well, yes, yeah. What we're gonna make is gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So you pick outside of Yankee Stadium, yeah. not Wrigleyville, <laughs> just outside. Just outside. Of, I mean, Wrigleyville. Like like uh, this. This is what Boston does well. This is what Chicago does well with the Cubs. Is these ballpark neighborhood feels and i mean obviously these ballparks are in neighborhoods no shit so that that kind of helps that but they've embraced that and created basically an extension and a blending of those two things so when i think about cities 
that would be great to have that vibe in because St. Louis has that a little bit, I think. Um, I mean, fuck, man. Why would I not pick Pittsburgh? I feel like because like no those one, folks would really no rally, one goes to the games. Uh, so what? rally around a nice water and hold. No, but so, so they would come to the bar to watch the game. I don't think they would. Fun. They won't even go to the games. Well, Why would they watch them on TV <laughs> to raise it? To raise yeah, it, that's fun. why they Thank would you. come. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> Thank you. I wouldn't the get same it. Reason, the same reason. See, Joey's fucking in. Joey's ready to raise it. Yeah. Would you ever live in Pittsburgh, Joe? Hell yeah. Yeah. I can see you. you. I mean, I, got I can see you in Pittsburgh. <laughs> what, where, where? Fuck yeah. Where, where yeah, else? Why not? I mean, Milwaukee? Milwaukee would be a great place. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin. I mean, the Wisconsinites that I know and are familiar with, great people. So, so Milwaukee is more of a, Milwaukee is more of a tailgating scene than a bar scene. So who's to say we can't call our spot tailgaters and just instead of tables, fucking pull a tailgate down out of the wall, sit on that bitch. You can bring your own barbecue. I mean, I'll just get, I'll get it. the I'll get the licensing, whatever it would did cost, I just and just a open up fucking dollar idea right now. No, I did. I'm I'm about to tell you what it is. You get the licensing no, just, to use the name. Open up Bob Eukers. Why would you do that? Don't be a scumbag and use somebody else's likeness. I mean, he'd be getting compensated for it. Oh, I didn't know you had already worked that out with old Uke. <laughs> My bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just dollar. pretty tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking billion dollar. Billion dollar. Yeah. You don't think call that, the bar? Uh, call the bar a name of someone that everyone likes. Correct. Yeah, that's a genius move. Didn't we go to like Harry Carey's bar in Chicago? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. where we went? Yeah, that's where we went. Oh, not us. I've been to Harry Carey's. Yeah, it's a good place. Very successful bar. You know, you could eat the Steve Bartman baseball there. You can what? Eat it some years ago. Because they bought, I think it was there. Someone, they, someone bought the ball that Steve Bartman they bought a portion interfered with. They bought the whole ball. $100,000. That's what they did. They blew it up, but they took the remnants and like boiled it into like a cooking sauce. And then they made like spaghetti with it and they would sell that shit. Oh. It's like on the menu for. Wow. Why would you want to eat that ball? Just say you did it. Just to say you did it. Same reason you do anything in this world. (laughs) For clout. For the gram. Yeah. (laughs) And they could just make that up. Be like, yeah, no, we put it in the sauce. It's an extra $500. (laughs) It was like $11. The spaghetti was cheap. The spaghetti was cheap. Yeah. She is. Who's got a noodle arm? Um. Well, uh, I wanted to uh, from now until the end of the year. I want to kind of do a rundown of where we are at playoff picture wise. So we're recording this on Monday, about twelve thirty Eastern, on the National League side of things. If the playoffs started today, you would get Braves Padres in the wild card round. You would get Phillies Cardinals. You would have the Dodgers, obviously, with the bye. We'll get to them in a little bit. Then you would have the Mets. Is this a walk on the wild side? Is that what we're doing here? A little walk on the wild side? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Wild card? Oh, right, right, right. Walk on the wild side? Um, Then you'd have Mets, 
have their buy. What is it? A one game lead right now, Joe? Just a one game lead. Yeah, so one. They, I mean, they. Uh, are, we're gonna we're gonna get to the Mets too because uh, that game yesterday was. I got some numbers for you. Uh, then on the American League side, our Seattle Mariners, America's team, buddy. They would get the Cleveland Guardians. It up. They better tighten that shit up. Our Cleveland, uh, my, well, my Cleveland Guardians, who are, by the way, that Seaman payout is going to look phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> and then you have the Tampa Bay Rays, Toronto Blue Jays uh, in that wild card round. Um, yeah. So it's going to be, uh, I'm excited. If you could pick any, well, if say, say this is what the playoff picture looks like. You can only pick one series to go to. It has to be what? Actually, no, because it's not in Seattle. I don't care to go to Cleveland. I've been there. I like it. It's a nice ballpark. What series would you pick? Rays, Jays, Mariners, Guardians, Phillies, Cardinals, Padres, Braves. I would, uh, you can only go to one. Well, Phillies, Cardinals. I mean, is that like a, would that be like a rekindling of some, of some postseason vibes? Uh that would be in St. Louis. Know. In St. Louis? I mean, Albert in St. Louis. Does Albert make the playoff roster? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? If they just left him off. What? If they yeah. just left him off the roster. Yeah. That would be kind of nice, honestly. Uh, I mean, hey, who's Tip to say cap. that that's not a decision that they're going to have to make? Uh, <clears throat> what? He's been batting second, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's- yeah, I mean, come on, you're not t- you're not leaving Albert off the fucking roster. No, I'm no, but 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 what but what? But I mean, he's obviously not going to get as much playing time in the playoffs as he has been over the last whatever to get to get him to seven. So is there somebody else? But, I mean, on the what, what's wrong that with that? Doing? I mean, if he keeps mashing homers and fucking clutch doubles, who cares? Should be bad and lead well, off. Which is why I want to know you're so hell bent on not adding Albert Pools to the playoff roster. That's literally what you said. You were like, no, why would they waste th- a roster spot on that old fuck? No, you, you, you said that before we came on the air. No, no, that that is completely false. Yeah, you 100%. did. You said you also said you'd slap the fuck out of them if you saw them. Whoa, I, hey, look, there's there's some folks that are getting bold these days on the twit box with uh with personal attacks. I just I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> so what series are you picking? I'm not one. Well, hey, um, I'm just, just I think you might, might have a point there. I mean, if the Phillies, all their pitchers are right-handed. If, you go, if they go Nola, Wheeler, Syndergaard. Albert's been hitting righties, too. I thought he hits left. No, he hits lefties, dude. He didn't hit righties. Oh, he hits righties. <laughs> He's fucking hitting everybody. Yeah. Albert's banging. I think, I think six. Um, I mean, the six Jays. 697, I think the Jays 698 have both been against righties. Because where's that Jays Ray series at? That's in Toronto. Uh yeah. yes yeah 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 because yeah. Toronto yeah. take I, me I there take me we, to Jordan Romano not giving it up at home with an electric fucking entrance take me there with the Rogers Center fucking vibrating because all those goddamn Canucks are losing their shit yeah mm. give me every bit of that every bit of that yeah give people at home every bit of that fuck yeah are you kidding me. Jerry, we could set up a bar. Collapse there watch was still on, but I think yesterday took some uh, some of that away. Collapse watch, which is unfortunate. 
the we, is it is it safe? To, I mean, we can put the Minnesota Twins to bed, right? Yeah, that one's done. <laughs> Minnesota Chicago Twins White are Sox, six games back. Chicago White Sox, good night. Do we cut it off at Baltimore? White Sox still have a chance. They got a huge, huge series coming up. Yeah. And the Orioles yeah. are four out. Four out. White Sox are five out. Twins, I think it's RIP for them. Seven and a half back of a wild card spot. Uh, and then for the division, they are six out. So it's probably it for them. Damn. Mm-hmm. That sucks. You know why that sucks? What well, a weird I mean, season for them. That sucks. I know. It felt like that they like here we are, fifteen games left or whatever the hell, and it's like you're you're waiting for the White Sox to finally have gotten it all together. And it just Dude, like the twins feel like what's that? The twins, I don't think, ever had like a huge lead in the division. What was their they, the Minnesota Twins spent 92 days in first place. Um, and their biggest lead was five and a half games. So, I mean, there were times where I thought, I, I don't think it was ever a walk that, that the Twins were going to win this division, but it looked like they were the strongest team. And then they just, poof, they're gone. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it. That it, division just sucks. Like it, it really does. Like I, I, I guess like the race has been interesting to see who is gonna prevail, like who's gonna win the division. But at the end of the day, like well, the division sucks. It's been the most consistent pitching staff, right? Sure. That's. That, I feel like that's what's won this division. Yeah, like what a weird year for the White Sox too. Like Lucas Giolito having a down year. Uh, Dallas Keuchel has been on three different fucking teams this year. I mean, the fact yeah, that, you know, and this isn't hating on Tony, but it's like one of their, you know, biggest positive runs or stretches came when Tony's out of the dugout and you, you whether you want to or not, whether you're making fun of him or not for it, like if that's a, if that's a thing, and you're battling that all season long. That that's just kind of like a oh man, we're dealing with this too. And like, like I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's got to be paid some real attention in the off season. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Real attention. It would be crazy if they don't fire him. <laughs> yeah, like like you know, uh, I talk to a lot of folks, Jared. When when teams come into town, we go into town, and the the vibrations are just like look. It's pretty obvious, right? How how folks feel about this. Why why would you why if you cared at all about what you're doing, why would you not listen to folks in the building? If mm-hmm. you're the head dude writing checks, if you're the head lady writing checks, why are you not listening to those folks? So yeah, I think that's just another thing, just another like, ugh, fuck, come on, we don't, we don't, we if we don't have to deal with this, things are different, you know. They're they're fourteen of five, I think, 
well, they were, they're on a 14 to five stretch right now. I don't know how many of those are with or without him, but a lot of those are without him. Yes. A lot of those are without him. I mean, man, he just came back. <laughs> he just came back to the Coliseum. It was great to see him at the Coliseum. I, you know, I saw him the night before, but how weird must that have been? Like you're sitting, you flew into town, sitting in the box, watching the team you've been managing. For real. Did, did they ever say what his health issue was? Uh, not, not that I've like looked into, no. Was that... Um... I mean, if I'm being honest, <laughs> it was talked about the night before, but like that's not my place to say anything. Was that roast of Dave Stewart after he left for his health thing? Yes. So he can do that, but he can't manage the White Sox. Well, there's different levels of stress we're talking about here. Hmm. I guess. I'm just so, saying, like, I didn't. Under, doctor, I guess it, under it, doctor's it, orders, I'm sure you'd be able to say, yeah, man, go have a good time. Relax with your friends as opposed to, all right, Tony, uh, you got to get up to catch the 10 a.m. bus and you're grinding all day. And, like that's that's a different level of stress. He's at sure. the ballpark moving around. Blah, blah. That's just I'm just saying like it's not to the point where like he's like bedridden. No. Yeah. Obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> he's watching all the games from the box. Is this a phantom IL type thing? Yeah, I was going to say, like, is this kind of like a like a make it fade away type deal? Like, we're not going to fire you, Tony, but uh, we're just going to put you over here in the corner and hopefully you just go away. <laughs> uh, if I'm being completely and totally honest about the situation, mm-hmm. removing Tony, <clears throat> Tony from it. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to, yeah, like this is probably your out, right? Like we've got a seven, we've got a 70 year old plus individual uh-huh. working a high stress situation where medical concerns are now a thing. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to make sure that you're okay, your well being, blah, 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 company line, company line. And then after the season's over, hey, look, we think it's in your best interest to, Make sure that we're focusing on health first. And we don't know if you can do that as the manager. So here's the buyout. Here's the contract. Here's what we owe you. I, I, Tony, you've been a lifelong friend. You can come and help anytime you want. If, if, if I need some help, I, I hope you pick up the phone. Um, when you're in town, please, it's dinner on me. Like th- that, I think that's how it should go. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I guess absolutely not. No, no like that's that's about as nicely as you could ask somebody, or I don't want to say force, but ultimately, when you boil it all down, yeah, you're forcing somebody's hand. You're forcing them to make a decision. Like I'm either going to publicly fire you, or we're all going to agree that this isn't the best thing for you and your family moving forward. So we're going to peel back a little, give you a little bit of a lighter load. Managing the big league ball team, 162. Yeah, you, it, you're 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 dismissing him with with grace. It's how many how many you're, times is allowing it, the warrior to go out on his shield? Yeah, man? how like, many times has an like, active Hall of Famer managed a baseball team? 
Right. Well, fucking Connie Mack, maybe. Yeah, like it's very rare that you have an active Hall of Famer managing your team who's also a friend of the owner, and you kind of want to put him in a position to where it's like I'm not, I'm not just gonna like kick you on your ass on the way out. Uh, and you, how old is he? Fucking like seventy eight, seventy seven. God damn, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know you're, we want you to feel like you're still wanted here, just not in 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 this role. It's fine. It didn't work out. We tried it, and it is what it is. Yep. He'll be fine. That's a Yeah. He'll be fine. Tony's totally. still Tony. He's still he can be a mascot for the for the team if he wants to be. Um all right. The NFL action. How's uh did did week two just happen? Yeah, it did, Jerk. The Cowboys the Cowboys <clears throat> win? Oh, you bet your sweet fucking ass they did, Jared. Did they? You bet your sweet ass they the did. Dak play? You want to know what wins ball games, Jared? Harden, you hustle. Know what wins ball games? What's that? And fucking defense. Oh. And defense. I've been telling you about Micah motherfucking Parsons since he was drafted by the Cowboys. I told you, defensive rookie of the year, book that shit. Defensive player of the year, book <laughs> that shit. Who did they play? Hall of Fame, book that shit. Who they run, who they run, mm. who they de-stripe, the fucking Bengals, baby. Oh, shout B out to Yaz. Joey B and Jamar. Poor Yaz. Sorry, Yaz. I don't have the heart to bury her. She was, she was tweeting about like outfield. how depressed she fucking was watching the game. And I was like, she oh. should be depressed watching fucking Cooper rush it up and down the field. Yeah. I'd be depressed too. Yeah. Cooper rush comes in and just assaults your fucking dreams. Yeah. Tony Pollard. Bad. Shout out Tony Pollard. Damn. Yeah. So Cowboys two and oh without Dak. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared to get $200 in free bets if your team wins uh, when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That is promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Jacob deGrom yesterday. Um, I don't know. I don't know what was, what's more impressive. Jacob deGrom carving up the 13 punch outs, the 13 punch outs, or do you know what my or is going to be? No, I don't. O'Neal Cruz Mm. hitting a three run (laughs) piss rocket. On a day that Jacob Degrom is carving that Talk ass up for thirteen punches, what's more? What's more impressive? <laughs> um, because I mean, let's face it, Dallas, the Pirates are total, not good. Uh, 
Whoa. The Pirates hey, are not good. So 13, things, 13 strikeouts, that's very impressive. Joy, what the fuck are you laughing about? Don't you fucking snicker on there? It, I can fucking hear you with your fucking 96 microphones, dick face. It's not good. They're, yeah. they're not good, Dallas. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. You didn't deserve that. What's more impressive? O'Neill Cruz hitting a home run on a day where DeGrom is locked the, total, the fuck in? The total body of work. The total look, I I I've said before, like he also, O'Neal's by a, the way, a, by the way, fucking Martian. He's a hold freak. on. The first three innings. The uh-huh. first three innings yesterday, Jacob deGrom faced mm-hmm. 10 batters, struck Coming out in. eight of them. All of them, basically. Just everybody. Everybody that's okay. gonna there everybody was, for your first in, at bat, in, you're just gonna in, gonna be sacrificed to the Jacob deGrom. In those three innings. Where he had eight strikeouts of the nine outs recorded, eight of them were strikeouts. There was one hit that also belonged to O'Neill Cruz. Oh, mm. mm. seeing it and seeing it well. You know what that makes me feel like when uh, I talk about the evolution of the game and how you're just we're gonna start seeing guys who <laughs> who track shit at a higher rate as well, like. Guys are throwing the ball, as, and that's Jacob Degrom, who's just like on average just dot shit up 98, 99, 98, 99, 100, 101, 96 slider, 94 90. slider. I mean, just stupid shit, right? Just stupid 92 mile an hour changeup. Fuck off! And now you got now you got O'Neill Cruz, this dude who's like I don't want to say grown up seeing shit like this, but on average he's seeing ridiculous shit, maybe more so than. Some older guys in the league. And so now O'Neill is like primed for this. He's primed for these types of moments and this type of shit. I'm not saying he's geared up to own Jacob deGrom, but on a day where Jacob deGrom punches everybody and their third cousin out and O'Neill Cruz gathers the majority of the offense. Fuck. I'd say it's safe to say O'Neill Cruz owns Jacob deGrom. <laughs> Give me the numbers, Joe. I mean, two hits. No. Oh. <laughs> two hits in one day and one of them was a bomb yeah. that's true I what are we talking about here it's Jacob deGrom if you get two hits in the same 24 hour span against Jacob deGrom you're you're feeling go to Vegas shit's yeah. going well for you I can't imagine them facing each other anytime before this maybe but that's the no that's that's <laughs> the um, that's the impressive part about what guys do on the mound when they're dominating is that starts to become offense as a viewer watching the game when a guy is dominating to that extent on the mound it's probably happening quickly as well meaning he's not going through eight pitch at bats and and punching people out like this mm-hmm. those are probably shorter bats like what like how many how many pitches total did he throw 90 i'm going to say Okay, did he? DeGrom yesterday? I was gonna yeah. S- yeah, I was going to say mid-nines, low to mid-nines. And how many innings? Five, right? Five. Five plus. Yeah, five plus. So he went back out there. But the idea is, <clears throat> oh, there's, there's a ton of swing and miss in that, in that game. Ton of swing and miss. And that becomes a spectacle of sorts for fans. When it's happening at that rate, fans now start to see, like, fuck, it's strike one. Here we go. Oh, shit. Swing and miss strike two. And, you know, like fans start to, man, they, they start to get with the flow that DeGrom is creating. Like they're like, yo, every fucking, 
every four or five pitches here, we're like, we're, we're about to get a punch out. And then when we get that extended at bat and it's exciting, it's like, oh man, this dude's battling, 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 battling. Oh, he couldn't do it. Punched out. Strike three. It's, yeah. a, it's just a cool. I think DeGrom's pitches, they just, the, the reactions of the hitters is just different. They miss them by like 10 feet. And it's, I, it's because the thing with pitch, everyone always says strikeouts are boring. Doesn't that make Jacob DeGrom boring? Or not him, yeah. but like pitchers in right. general. But he's an exception sure. to that. Well, and that's that's a good point, Joe. That's why I think the flow of a game on the mound is so important because you can turn the offense into what you're doing. Like, wow, watching a guy go out there and quite literally carve. That's why Bob Ross is a goddamn legend because the dude was up on TV painting and people or mesmerized by it fuck i still am mesmerized by it and that's when you transfer that to the baseball field you're watching a master at work you're watching an artist work his way across a canvas canvas is nine innings worth of a baseball game and watching jacob de basically you know like i have pieces of art at home that were painted by hand and when I say by hand, I mean no no paintbrushes, literally by hand, finger painted of Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods. Both of those both of those pictures were done in about five minutes time total. Total. Look the artist up. His name's Anthony Garibaldi. It's fucking dope. But anyway, like that's what you basically saw Jacob deGrom do was spin this canvas. Woo, you had no idea what it was looking like. And then by the end of it, it's five innings of some of the most dominant baseball you've ever seen and thrown in there is o'neill cruz an absolute freak show dropping fucking diesel against a dot against a guy who's out there just slicing and dicing well you know, let's just be honest it was bad fucking three runs and in five innings only got through five 100 pitches wasn't his best start let's be honest like it's kind of shit especially against the pirates one of the Joe, he's just kind of easing back in right now. That's what he's doing. That was mm. basically like a pinky toe in the water type outing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just kind of, mm, I'm not sure how. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, because he knows he's like, yeah, those, those, uh, those Braves, they got a nice little, nice little divvy lead right now by Un Wego. Un fucking Wego. No big deal. We'll just dip the little pinky in there. <laughs> oh, the Dominator's back. Okay. See you. See you in five. The other thing, too, uh, with DeGrom. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you just said, Dallas. <laughs> I have no idea what you were even trying to convey. What the, the fuck? You, you, he's, just, he's just flirting, Joe. That you, you said it's not his best outing. I said, you're right. It's just his okay. little, he's just dipping his toe in, in, into, into domination. Like, uh, you know, it was 13 out of 15. How was that? Was that? No? Uh, we'll see. You know, next five days. So he's saving it. Back. He's saving it for the Bravos. Well, yeah, that's it what I'm be. saying. So you understood everything I fucking said. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now I yeah. Get it. All right. Well, well this, is how, this is what happens with DeGrom. This is how he gets. The only way you can ever beat DeGrom is if one player on your team hits a home run. Hopefully, there's someone on base. Mm. That's the only time he ever gives up runs. So I've got the numbers kind, right here. That's kind of how that works. <clears throat> and Jacob DeGrom. We could have a double, a walk, you know. <laughs> it, Jacob that's DeGrom always how one works. through five. Dominant innings one through five this year, a 120 ERA, a 0.28 FIP, a 0.46 whip, and a strikeouts per nine of uh, 14.6. 
Then you get to the sixth and the ninth. Jacob deGrom's ERA is 7.71 with a 6.53 FIP, a 128 whip. I mean, the strikeouts are still great. I mean, it's a 12.54 strikeouts per nine. Um, but the home run. I'd be interested to. Huh? Good. The home run rate, innings one through five, it's 0.65%. Innings, After that, innings six through nine, 10%. Goes up. So I would, I would be curious. What I was going to say before you even said that is I'd be curious to see what the batting average is on the fastball. Because that, that is, I mean, that's basically the way DeGrom pitches. That's really only the second time he's seeing guys. You know, yeah. unless there's some walks in there and shit because he's dominating <laughs> to the tune that he is. It's not The like walk rate goes from 1.29% to 5%. See, so now I want to see from there, I want to see what the frequency of his first pitch rate is off speed as opposed to fastball. Those yeah. two numbers right there, the reason I want to know those is fastball command, are they jumping him early in the at-bat? If not, is he going backwards? And if so, is that strike rate down, first pitch strike rate? Because then that would tell me that he's working from behind, and then that would tell me they're jumping the fastball later in the count when he's got to come back in the zone with something. And they've decided that they're just not going to swing at that fucking 94 mile an hour slider because they can't hit it anyway. So fuck it. Make him throw it for a strike. Oh, shit. He's not throwing it for a strike. Innings one through five. So, opponent OPS is 309. The sixth inning on, it's 879. And this was, this was crazy, too. So <clears throat> he, innings one through five, he's pitched 45 innings. Innings six through nine, he has nine and a third innings. But the comparison for total bases, 26, 1 through 5, 22, 6 through 9. So he, would you say? It's so weird. It's so weird how there's like innings that just, oh my God, you, you feel like they just own you for whatever reason. Like I could get through the first five and it's the six that bites me. And then if I can work my way through that, the seventh and eighth and ninth, like those are Oh God! It just—it's it, so weird. Like that's you're just like fucking baseball. Fuck. Well, could there be a connection between that and why he's been injured so much? Just kind of like from inning mm-hmm. one, pitching as hard as you can, throwing as hard as you can, and then getting in the later innings and kind of being tired or just not throwing as hard. I don't, you know, Joey. That's that's a trust me. That's something that I think gets talked about at a at a bigger level at a at a more like. Oh, God, how do I say it? Like, institutionally, it's a conversation that's had because how are we managing this game? And is Jacob deGrom best served the way that the game is managed today, doing what he's doing and avoiding the health issues if he's trying to pace himself? If that's where the health issues come into place, where he's trying to pace himself and work through those ladder innings, well, is Jacob deGrom a guy where you're just like, look, the minute we start to see trouble, the minute we start to see any sort of ticks or anything, we fucking get him out of there. Or, you know, is there something to 
a certain physical makeup just not being able to handle the stress or the power that they're actually able to generate. And, you know, like for Jacob deGrom, you know, I played with a guy, Brandon McCarthy, who had the same issue. And Mac wasn't throwing 100, you know, but I don't know, maybe just for his skeletal structure, his muscular makeup and everything, maybe he was generating more power and more force than those certain body parts can take. Torque. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, absolutely. And he got nailed in the head. That also didn't help. No, that did not help. And that it did not help fucking... his effort to have a threesome either. He shot Excuse a shot, me? though. <laughs> what? He he made a joke like, <laughs> like this is this is McCarthy. He made a fucking like he just got domed up in the head with a comebacker. Had emergency mm-hmm. brain surgery, and oh was, yeah, like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just that's just Mac. Um. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, like I said, that's a conversation across the institution, man, is like, where is that where we're at physically? I believe we are there physically as human beings. I mean, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but we're at the brink where we're pushing our bodies to do new things. And I don't want to say that we're there, there's going to be breakdowns, but you're going to see plateaus hit and you're going to just, you know, the track record is what it is. Let me tell you what I would do if I was a pitching coach. I would say, "Fucking tell me right now, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, you're the best pitcher in the league by far. No one can touch you. Just throw 96 the first inning. 97. Don't even try that hard. Don't even try that hard. So then, when you get to do six less. and seven innings, you got a little more in the tank. That's so you'd have him sit down and watch video of Justin Verlander. That's what I'm saying. Like this is how Verlander went about it." 93s, 95s early on. Then you start to see a 94, 96. And then it's like, oh, it's the eighth and ninth inning. Guess what you're getting? Now I'm going to start throwing 100. Like, hold the fuck on. This is supposed to go the other way around. (laughs) Where did this come from? I just don't know that he could physically handle being his own closer because that's what Justin Verlander quite literally was. He was his own closer. I'm gonna shove it up your ass. Still is like a paste, like a pit. Yeah, thank you, Jared. Just pacing my way with 95 all the way up, all the way up your ass. <laughs> and in innings seven, eight, and nine, it's just a completely different animal. Now you piss me off. Um, the Mets are obviously aware of this data. Uh, I'm sure that they know that there's been a falling off point for Degrom. Is that going to factor in in the postseason? It has to. Like, if you're say say it's a one nothing ball sign of game. Trouble? No, That's, not even. So say sign of trouble. If you're if you're no, a hold numbers, on, hold on, if you're hold a on, numbers on. team, hold on. I know what you're going to say. No, if it's a one nothing ball game, Jacob Degrom is is carving up the opposition, and he looks strong. Are you going to send him back out for the sixth, knowing that that's where it falls off? But he's looked strong through five. Are you, this is, what what do I tell you? We've got, now we're back to the manager list, the manager's decision lists that I've told you all about. The one that goes by the book that keeps me my job. The one that could turn me into a hero or lose me my job. Do you want to, I mean, that's basically whoever's managing 
They have to put their trust in Jacob DeGrom at that moment. But how do you and not? not like we're you talking about the maybe right. the best pitcher that we've you, ever seen. But if you fancy yourself a numbers individual, and if you think that using numbers and data well, is how you're going to Buck, make educated Buck decisions. Buck no fucking analytical game, nerd. He ain't. Time out. That doesn't. This is. This is. I love this conversation because this is where we get into front offices either buying all the way into their shit or at some point in time understanding at some point in time acquiescing and realizing the game feel that actually does matter and you know what i don't have that i might have harvard or yale or dartmouth under my belt but i don't have big league time under my belt i don't have the experience in that moment under my belt but what i do have are baseball people that actually have that so I'm going to give them some information and some data, and I'm going to let them from there make an educated decision based on what's unfolding on the field. I've prepared them data-wise. From there, let them do it. And that's where you would say, say Jacob deGrom gives up that leadoff homer, Jared, in the sixth inning to start things off, and you're now down one nothing. You're losing one nothing. one nothing Mets. You almost look at each other, right? And go, well, what the fuck? You told me he was, you told me he was feeling good. You told me, you told me you liked his shit. And your response is, look great. I mean, just punched, punched two out of the three last guys out with hundred mile an hour fastballs. Yeah. He looked fucking great. Well, look at the numbers. What are the numbers? What does all this data tells us? It tells us that when. He goes back out there in this moment. This is when this happens. So what were you thinking wasn't going to happen? How many times have we seen him in the fifth inning looking real sexy and then come back out and get into trouble, insurmountable trouble? Because for whatever reason, we just refuse to hit baseballs when DeGrom pitches. Wouldn't wouldn't you think that the approach would be a little bit different in October? Like, I, yes. if, if it were a regular season game, everything. whatever, Give it's like, all right, you look at the data and you're like, all right, yeah, uh, we're, we're not going to roll them back out there. In the postseason, you're probably asking, you know what the data is, but you're probably asking yourself the question, is Jacob deGrom at 65% better than that reliever that we're about to pick up the phone and get hot? Well, it's not a matter of Jacob deGrom being at 65%. It's a matter of Jacob deGrom being at whatever percentage he's at in that moment. Historically and statistically, the numbers tell us that this isn't the moments he shines, whether it's in the postseason in this stage of the game or the regular season at this stage of the game. This just typically isn't when things go well for him. So... Do we want to throw all of that out the window because it's October and maybe this is where we get over things? That's a hell of a roll of the dice, but scared money don't make fucking money. And if because I think this is more of a buck question than a Degrom question. Getting yeah, well, Degrom's going to tell you to give me the ball. What the fuck? What are we talking about? Next question. That was easy. Let's go to Buck Showalter. What does Buck do? Well, Buck's recent history and track record would tell you that you know maybe they're. There are some conversations he needs to have with people. Maybe he's willing to just say, no, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll my dice. Like, are people over the Britain thing? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> now, that, now that you mention it, no. I wouldn't be. How could you be? I mean, are you gun shy now if 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 you're if you're buck? <laughs> I don't know. That's Just, a pretty crazy thing to have happen. That for for as well, great and as legendary as his resume is, and I love Buck, that's a tough one to have on there. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that's why part of me wants to think that maybe there's other issues that we'll just never know about that led to the decision or lack of decision, however you want to look at it. Fucking we're riding Ubaldo Jimenez until the wheels fall off. (laughs) We got maybe one of the, not even maybe, we have the greatest, one of the greatest single seasons for a reliever ever. But I'll be damned if we don't go down with Ubaldo. (laughs) And we did. You did. They haven't recovered since, which is tough. Um, speaking of recovery, though, Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to get better gut health and more energy. Now, I've been on it for a few weeks and I feel great. So what is it? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 hot quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. I'm doing four podcasts a week. We're watching every single game. It's tiring. Waking up, taking my AG1, it gives me the energy that I need to do all these shows, perform all these tasks, and be on my A game every single day. It's got all my vitamins and minerals that I need in one easy scoop serving. And now that I'm on the road more, I can bring the to-go packs with me for the early wake-up calls. It costs you less than three bucks a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Supports better sleep quality and recovery. Right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Jared. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Jared to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, One thing that we left out of the podcast last week... We didn't even mention the fucking Dodgers clinched. <laughs> we just that I think I don't know if it was Joey or you, Dallas, that made the point that the Dodgers are boring. We didn't mean that as an yeah. insult, as in like, oh, I couldn't even sit there and watch. It's like, no, I mean, they're so good that there's hard. There's rarely anything really ever at stake in their games. Like if they well, lose, from who now fucking until cares? The end of the season. From now until the end of the season, there's nothing at stake. Nothing. Nothing. They're they're already over 100 wins. You could conceivably say it's risky for them to be playing the ball games they're (laughs) playing right now. Right? I mean, this is why kids sit out a bowl season. Pretty much. You know what I got? You know what I got going on in the future, buddy? Come on. No. Sorry. You could take your fucking Tostitos tampon bowl and beat it. Like it's not, not a thing. But these Dodgers are like, yo, uh, I mean, we, we got to play these games. But mm-hmm. Do 
you think that they feel the just, pressure? I, Do you think like the guys that have no, been there and no. they've been to the postseason every single year? Uh, what was it? Heaney was like, yeah, I mean, like we we clinched the division and everyone was like, yeah, whatever. He's like, it's it's a big deal of me. Like I, I haven't done this, but he's looking around and like guys are just like, yeah, you know, it's another year going to the fucking playoffs. Like whoopie fucking do. Like I don't yep. think that they're feeling any pressure, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I feel like if I if that, I were in a big league club, I would want everyone to kind of not tense well, that's up, where, but be like, all right, it's fucking go time. Let's go. Like it's the postseason. Like the Dodgers just kind of no. like, yeah, it's another fucking year. Like this is what we do. Like we but we show up the spring is, training in February where, and then we play the spring training games in March. You play the season April through September. And then in October, that's when we play really deep playoff runs. Like that's just what we do here in L.A. And that is a learned behavior. And it takes a group of players to get there. And that group of players learns what that takes and learns how to operate under those set of circumstances. So it is that light switch effect. And you have to make sure that come time, you have turned the light switch on in the right amount of time. Because you could look at it like they've got energy saving bulbs in right now. And... You hit the light switch and it might take a little while for that light to warm up and shine as bright as it's capable of. So you got to make sure you turn that light on at the right time if you're the Dodgers because it's serving its purpose. It's shining a light on everything. They're they're lit up, but are they going to be able to turn it on and be as bright when they need to be? And that's where the experience of this clubhouse comes into play. That's the thing is is like it doesn't even matter. Like it, th- their switch. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Their switch doesn't matter because they're so fucking good that they're in coast mode and still just winning every game. Like but I, I want to say, why they, I just said what I said. Like you can turn that on, Jared. They've they've turned it on. Think about their switch being on all season long, right? Yeah, all season long. Three fucking weeks left of the season. All right, a month left of the season almost, and they clinch the division. <laughs> So they've yeah. got three weeks worth of baseball left where they're just kind of chilling. So sound? what that means is I don't want to say the switch is turned off, but now that bulb goes into energy saving mode and it's not lit up and it's not as bright as it's been leading up to the clinch. So now you've clinched energy saving mode, bulb not as bright. All right, let's make sure that that light starts to shine as bright as it can once we get into October. So let's flip that switch again and make sure that we're lit up again. That's what has to happen. And that's the learned behavior is knowing what sort of routine adjustments you have to make when it comes to resting or preparing your body. You know, you're cutting down in the weight room come October because it's no really longer about maintenance. It's all about recovery. Or are you a guy who needs to still feel the pump to make you feel strong? Like, so you learn that about yourself as you go through a big league season. And then you learn that through yourself about yourself as you go through a post season. So it uh, benefits them having been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's, I don't know. I, they have more fucking wins on the road than they do at home this year. I've never seen something like that where a team this good, this dominant. I mean, it's not to say that they're not beating ass at home. Like they, they're doing that too, but Having a team just be so good and like I feel like storyline wise, we haven't spent a ton of time on the Dodgers because it's like 
Well, there's been a lot and there's been a lot of things that have happened. Like, think about like the revolving door and the rotation. They, yeah, like they, they don't have Dustin May. They haven't had Trevor Bauer for two years. People forget that he's Tony like Gonsolin? on the team. Tony Gonsolin has spent time on the IL. Clayton Kershaw has spent time on the IL. And they're just like, yep, nope. We're just going to keep cruising along on a fucking 115 win pace, whatever it is. Yeah. Haiti Anderson. Go get him, boys. It's crazy. I don't. I can't I can't recall a team like this where I mean we've seen really good teams obviously but I think a lot of them along the way were like well they can't keep this up can they With the Dodgers well, I feel like since what, day 1 we're like yep they are this good and they can keep it up mm-hmm. and they will keep it up and it doesn't matter what happens along the way like the end of the Mookie Betts didn't really get get it going until like the second half of no. the season and think, think about the Yankees. The Yankees were off to a ridiculous start. The reason why they're in the position they're in now because of the start they got off to. And that was sustained for a while to the point where people were actually starting to ask, like, are they going to be doing this? Are they going to be this good all year long? Like, are we talking about threatening the single season win record right now? That That's, that's how good things were going. So. It's just, it's, it's been a conversation that we haven't had. And when you really start to dive in and pay attention to it, I don't, it's not like it's miraculous, but there's a lot of respect. I think you got to give to the guys on that team, on that team, because there's just been so many ups and downs or potential for ups and downs. And they've just kind of kept the pace. Joey is, uh, is Dodgers praise nauseating for you knowing that the uh, Braves are defending champs and have the better record since June 1st? No, I think the Dodgers deserve it because not only do they win 100 games and before, I mean, mid-September and mid-September, they've been doing this for like five years. It's like this every year. And last year it was like this with the Giants were also doing it. So it was kind of, but it was like this in 2019. Same shit. 2020 was even worse in a shortened season. Like, they do it every year. They're the best regular season team by far every single year. Mm. We can't Braves can't compete in the regular season. Even a team as good as the Braves. Even a team as good as the Braves. One cannot game compete out. with them in the regular season. No one can. No, it's not Playoffs. even like that's why it's like not fun. Like I don't know. If you're a Dodger fan, is this fun being 21 games up? Like just yeah. like you, you basically become your your Patriots fans. Your Patriots fans during the Tom Brady era where you're just like wake me up for the playoffs. Like for if you when you were a Patriot fan during the Tom Brady run, it was I'm I'm waiting for the AFC Championship. <clears throat> we're going to be there. It's fun. We're there every year, whatever. It hasn't been the case for the Dodgers being like, yeah, we're in the NLCS every year, but it's been pretty close to it. It's well, fun. Uh, again, the difference between baseball and all of those other sports that we talk about is you just you just identified an entire team's success by using the name of one man. Yeah. You, right? So like that just subconsciously, we understand in sports and in certain sports that one man can carry a team and in certain sports one man can't yeah like if who 
<clears throat> I, I guess the answer is Clayton Kershaw, but not really. Like in a way, like who would be the face of the Dodgers' success all these years? It's not no, because there's been so little. Think about the fucking cat. Think about Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith, right? Like your first name is Kershaw. One of the guys that I think about is Will Motherfucking Smith. Well, that's a that's a <laughs> preposterous answer. <laughs> the franchise, the face the franchise. Yeah, that's like he's, pro- he's, like, been, he's been when I'm when I'm saying like who's been the face of the, of the Dodgers', Dodgers success. success over like the last five six years? You're gonna say Will Smith? That's your answer. That's a terrible no, answer. You, you, you're running out Kershaw because. Because it's a name, right? I'm not telling you that Will Smith is better than Kershaw. I'm telling you no. when I think about I'm saying the Dodgers' like the success, f- I'm thinking about guys like Will Smith doing what they do. And you're looking and that's you prove my whole point. And it's not a put like it's not like you're wrong. What I'm saying is you're going Will fucking Smith. And yeah, if the Dodgers don't have Will Smith, they're probably still pretty good. But Will Smith has a big part to do with why they've been as good as they've been recently. And that's no, still not I'm a talking about the whole about run. The top like go back to <clears throat> like the run of championship appearances. So we're talking like 2017, really. Well, then, yeah. Well, then, yes. And then it's Kershaw. Yeah. I mean, I guess because like, even then, like, I don't know. Well, there's no one guy. It's, it's back to your point about like in football, well, you Justin can't Turner. have one guy. Justin Turner, Turner, yeah, like, but now we're just naming guys that have been there. Like, we're, well, like Justin Turner well, what is you, not. Well, that, if you don't do that, though, Jared, again, you further prove my point about. Well, there's no answer. There's that, no correct answer to this. Because it's really fucking hard to do in baseball. It's impossible. Correct. Like, the, like <laughs> David impossible. Ortiz is the answer for, for the Red Sox run. But like, well, it's just if you're the Dodgers, you have like ten of the best players in the league. Then you can't pick one. They just have so many good players. Yeah, yeah. And it, every every playoff run has had a different hero. And I well, think it's all even, part of the legacy. But not even. I mean, what? Who was the hero in 2020? I guess Corey Seager. Uh, but it's Seager, yeah. the guy who was the NLCS and All Star or fucking World Series MVP, right? Yeah. But it's like it's always like ten guys with the Dodgers. It's always it's never one guy. No, it's always. That's I mean, the luxury they have of Mookie, having Mookie, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman all top ten in WAR and, this year. And that's the luxury of not having to carry the entire load and having other teammates who are actually performing and producing at a high level, championship level. I mean, look at Cody Bellinger was the fucking MVP. Now, let's be honest, like. Below average. Yeah, well, hitter. he went from MVP to he he did not he did not perform at an MVP level in the postseason. He didn't even get playing time. And uh, but it's like people kind of just gloss over it. The Cody Bellinger well, yeah, be- fall off. It's kind of like yeah, well, sorry. Well, that's what happens when Mookie Betts shows up. Like you got to know that you're taking a back seat as far as stardom is concerned. Like, that so was think about that run, the last. Man. The last three years, they got Mookie Betts. Last year, they got Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman this year. Three years in a row. They're all top three in war. Yeah. Really easy to just get overlooked. And it's really easy to have your shortcomings overlooked. If you still kind of fit in to their puzzle somehow, some way, left-handed power hitting athletic outfielder, then maybe it's just like, hey, wait for him to unlock it again because we've got three other guys who are the top three performers 
in the league. It's stupid. It's stupid. But, but would you say, I would say this confidently that if you look at who has the easiest path or the, who you would lock in in the World Series between them and the Astros, the Astros. The Astros. The Astros. I'll easily. say it right now. I'm going to tell you right now. The Astros are the most complete team, in my opinion, from top to bottom right now. It's a bold take. As we sit, as we sit here today, they have the pitching staff. They have the bullpen. They've got the offense. Would I just watch Jordan Alvarez do? I, I, I struggle to put into words. What was that? That I was mean, uh, Friday night, three homers? It was assault, brother. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. He's a bad dude. Oh, he's a bad, bad, bad man. He basically bad just man. took what he did in the playoffs last year and carried it over into this season. And has just been bludgeoning baseball. Like, he did have a little bit of a, of a slump to start the second half, uh, but he's back. And he's mad. <laughs> Yeah, he had fucking four. What, what, what did we just play? Four games in Houston? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, four games in Houston. He had fucking. Uh, he was. I think he was nine for 16. That's pretty four good. Four homers, three doubles, and a single. Or maybe By four accident. doubles and a single. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he hit. The, yeah, it just. It's stupid. I think he hit it too hard and he couldn't because he's slow. Just bounce they hit back the wall and, and he go. couldn't get to second. No, sorry to hear that. <clears throat> sorry, you guys went through a tough yeah. time in Houston. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, Justin Verlander. He was he was able to come back off the IL to make his start on Friday night. That was fun. They I just, think that there they're, there they're, is they're, a correct answer to this question. What World Series matchup has the most juice? Because there's two. <clears throat> there's two that come to mind. I want to know which one has the most juice. What are you thinking? Cardinals Astros? <laughs> um, imagine. I'm going to say. Imagine Pujols uh, getting another shot to hit a fucking bomb up onto the train tracks. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Just have Brad Lidge throw Bobby up the first Dynamite, pitch. Bobby Dynamite <laughs> might just run that fucking train through the sidewall of that stadium. Um, uh, I don't know why. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Houston Dodgers. I feel like I feel like that's one B. There's definitely a one A. What you got? New York Dodgers one A. No, Matt's New York, New York. Yeah, yeah. New York, New York. Yeah, that would have. I think that that's the one A most juice, and then one B would be 2017 World Series rematch. Well, yeah. I, I I mean, you could say that about you know two California teams. <laughs> No, like if two California teams no. were no, you can't. Like A's Giants. If the A's and Giants were in, con- no. yes, nope, it wouldn't yes. be as big of a deal. No, that would no, not. It wouldn't happen. be as big of a deal, but it would be the same sort of like it would be on a definitely a smaller scale. Like let's not get it twisted. I, I'm I'm not at all. I think trying to say a's, that A's that can A's Giants would do one fourth of what Mets Yankees would do. I think ratings wise, uh, we're talking about just ratings or like in yeah. terms of. What do you mean by juice? Yeah, like interest. Like, I, I, like obviously well, the people yeah, in those markets saying, are going to care, but outside of those markets, who's going to like you to get out of market attention? Especially, yes, it's October. Yes, baseball should own the month of October, but you are competing with the NFL. 
So would to you, get people do you to think, care. You think that that Mets Yankees is more juice than uh, Yankees Dodgers? Um. Yeah, Mets. It, it it's, it's in the same tier. I think. I think it's in the same tier. No, I still no the 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 Mets the Mets Yankees is a because that's two absolute rabid fan bases, and you've got a team that in the New York Mets has been waiting for their savior Uncle Stevie to descend upon them and put them in that position, not only a championship position but a position to be a champion. In the face of the kings of New York, right? The Bronx Zoo, the evil empire. Like, that's who you go through. That's who you take down for the crown. Like, there, yeah, there, there's, there's not a bigger pop waiting than that right there. Mm. Than Max Scherzer's psychotic face <laughs> in a game seven, right? Like, that's what. That's what folks are waiting for. Yeah, game seven, DeGrom goes five strong. <clears throat> Bring in the righty. <laughs> DeGrom's got a fucking no-hitter through five. He sucks in the six. Take him out. They blow it. I would love to see that. Kevin Kevin Cash is telling you to, to <laughs> S his D, Joseph. Kevin Cash can S my D, dude. Fuck Kevin Cash. Whoa. <laughs> Damn. Nah, I'm just playing. I would have made the same decision. <laughs> let's talk let's go let's go into depth on that let's do 30 yeah, minutes on too. taking out blake smell smell blake, blake smell <laughs> blake smell tighten it up blake smell, tighten it up what do you got next you gonna sell me something yeah but i want to know like like jake what do you think what what world series matchup would you care about the most i mean i personally would love to see red sox dodgers yeah that'd be great Last time we saw that, it went awesome. Red Sox Yankees. Red Sox Yankees in the World Series. I'd love that. It's big brain. Mm. Um, what matchup would I want to see? What matchup do I give a shit the most about? (sighs) Um. Hmm. I mean, I definitely don't. I, I personally don't want to see Yankees Dodgers. I just don't. Like I know that those are two huge markets. I think it would probably would that would that be the best matchup for the game of baseball? Um, like if we want to like flaunt our ratings and be yeah. like, look at how many people watch the World Series is Yankees Dodgers. Yeah, but like outside of those markets, I don't think anyone wants either one of those teams to win the World Series. No one's like, you know what? My team's out of it. I can get behind this fucking juggernaut team. Because well, no, like, yeah. Gi- <clears throat> Giants fans aren't rallying. Padres fans aren't rallying. No. No. No, um, no one, no one likes the Yankees. If, if you're not in, a Yankee fan, no one's game, like, you know what? My team's out of it. I'm getting behind the Yankees. No. In the interest of growing the game, you would want the coastal matchup. Yeah. I just don't That's- want that matchup. Mets Angels. <laughs> Mets Angels. Wow. So Shohei uh, trying to see his new home. I'm gonna. I'm gonna think Just about. Don't it even fucking joke about that, Dallas. Yeah. I'm oh gonna, man. I'm gonna think about this over a blue moon because baseball and beer. 
they go hand in hand. And Blue Moon is the perfect stadium companion with its bold flavor, bright explosion of color, iconic orange slice ritual, and authentic ballpark roots. In fact, Blue Moon was born in a ballpark at the Sandlot Brewery in Denver, Colorado. From a playoff berth to a world championship, a Blue Moon guarantees a one-of-a-kind beer experience every single time. I think uh, I'll be. I'll probably have <clears throat> a whole fridge full of Blue Moons for the for the playoffs. I know we've we've kind of been planning it a little bit where we want to go, what cities we want to do, uh, what series we want to see, which is why I kind of put that feeler out there for those wild card matchups, which one entices us the most. Because for me, I, I would have picked the Mariners, but if they're not going to get the home game, then which I, I doesn't seem like they're going to at least for the wild card round. Uh, Mets Padres would be a good one. Mets or Phillies if that happens. Mets Phillies. Yeah. Mets Padres. Either way, I'll be there with the Blue Moon in hand from its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? Best served with a signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful hazy color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Break out of your same old beer slump. Blue Moon Belgian White is one of a kind every time. Get Blue Moon Belgian White delivered by visiting get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to see your delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. Uh, Okay. Um, we hit on Degrom. We touched on the so the Doyers. O'Neill Cruz. Who, by the way, uh, I want to see at the end of next year. Next year, mm-hmm. I'd I like want to see, see my O'Neal fucking jersey Cruz. show up by the end of this year. That'd be nice. You just my made that present? up. You just made no, that up. No. My birthday present. You oh, traced yeah. it all the way back, and you owe me a birthday present. That was my O'Neill Cruz Jr. jersey. All right, I'll get I'll get it for you. For how about for Christmas? Nope. Fuck it. At some point in time, that'd be great. What do you do for Christmas? I Christmas. Yeah, but like, what do you guys do? Presents. Fucking sit there. Presents. Rip shit up. Like, do you go somewhere? No. Like, what? The, how are no. you not understanding no. this question? No. No, I understand what you're saying. No, I, I'm a big home for Christmas guy. Okay. So it's just you guys. Oh, a- a- anybody could come. Oh. Yeah, but I am, I am, I am home for Christmas. Who usually comes? Uh, friends that are in the area that, that roll over. Okay. We usually go and travel before Christmas and go spend time with family up north. Huh. Are you going to get me something on Twitter? for Christmas? Jared, you got to tweet out the Josh Naylor home run. They just hit. How? What is Sorry, it? Sorry, I interrupted that. He just hit the fuck out of that, dude. <laughs> he just ran to the bases in, in like 40 seconds. Let's is he going to break something? Is he snapping shit? No, dude, That's he, what I want. He's in that chill. He's he's chilling today. He is. He's crazy. Let's see if I can find it. Is anyone here giving the guard? Oh, here it is. Whoop. Bang. Oh, 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 three run tank. Guards twins. Yeah, dude. Hopefully they have the angle where it's just they they focus just on him. 
Uh. Yeah, I'm going to wait for a better video. All these, all these clip cutters out there. First of all, I respect you guys. I love you guys. You got to let the clip breathe. They make these like home run clips that are six seconds. I'm like, I want to see, I want to see the ball land. I want to see the guy coming out of the box. They're just like, just like back crack and then fucking clips over. Yeah. You need the alternative angle. Yeah, I need yeah all of it. or get creative, get creative, cut them together. You know, you don't have to take just what the broadcast showed you. You can take the initial shot, then go into the you know you can kind of splice them together. That's just a pro tip. That's what That's I used to do back when I was a clip cutter. I would have exactly. like the 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 game speed homer, and then I would wait for like that little side angle when it's like yeah, little slow mo piece. And a yeah. great thing to do is like you hit them, you let them, you hit it, then you go to the side angle, but you keep the audio so the home run call is the same. Ooh. So, you know, you're putting it together. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, that ball is pieced. No love for my guards, huh? No one, no one thinks they got a shot? <sighs> what? To, to, no, no. You don't think so? No. That's kind of fucked up. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, they, are, they would be going I up just, against America's team. I just don't think that they... But they would have all home games. I don't think... That, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, like, I, I like the pitching matchups there. You know, a Gilbert, a Kirby, a Ray, a Marco. I mean, I can see them beating the Mariners. It's not out of the possibility. It's not like those no, teams it's not are out of the, that No, it's not crazy. out of the question. It's not out of the question. Who do you think is providing a little more offense in that series? Mariners? Yeah. Mariners. Yeah. Mariners. Who do you think is winning the matchup on the mound, boys? I'd say still the Mariners had the yeah. edge there. The Mariners are close. Have so we're not counting the Mariners. We're not counting <laughs> the, Indi- the fucking Guardians. Whoever the fuck they're playing. We're not counting them out. You can't count but them out. We really like... The Mariners in all phases. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. We'll just go off the paper, but would you wear a Mariners jersey, right, Dallas? What's that? Would you wear a Mariners jersey? You probably can't because they're in the same division as you and you're a you're a corporate shill honk. I used to own a Mariners jersey. I owned a bright lime green Mariners jersey. Who was on back that? in the day? Uh nobody. Hmm. I kind of want a Richie Sexton jersey. <laughs> Richie Sexton. Yeah. I used to blow his bat up inside. You, fa- you, you faced Richie Sexton before? For sure. Who's the most obscure name you can pull off the top of your head, someone that you faced? Russell Brannion. <laughs> Russell Brannion hit one of the longest home runs I've ever seen in my life at Yankee Stadium. Do you know what well, home I run I'm talking about? fucking Russell Brannion and Richie Sexton, I believe, at the same time. <laughs> Did you, do you know what home run I'm talking about? The, uh, the ball that Russell Brannion hit into the, the fucking fourth deck? The <laughs> Yankee Stadium? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes, I, 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 I do know what ball you're talking about. I am familiar. Russell Brannion. I'm, oh, uh, man. This ball. 
There it is. Home run number four. See ya. A long drive. And that made the upper deck. That's the first ball in the upper deck at the new Yankee Stadium. An absolute moonshot. 2-0 Seattle. Holy shit. Yeah. Russell Brandon can. That's a fucking mountain of a man. A mountain of a man. Wow. That ball was fucking massacred. (laughs) Russell Brandon strong. Confirmed strong. (laughs) Yeah. I love Russell Brandon. What a guy. Um, what else we got? Um, Aaron Judge has more war than the Athletics. Is that true? That's fact. Then the entire I roster. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's targeted. You then the entire roster, Joe? Yes, sir. It's not necessarily close either. Wow, can you run <laughs> down the numbers for me? Because I don't. I didn't know about this. The Athletics well, have. Hold on. The athletics Wait, have hold on. Go ahead, Joe. Before Go ahead, we Joe. There, before we get there, <laughs> what? We we've we've had to 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 our defense to the A's defense. Uh-huh. We have featured more players in a single season in the history of the organization. Right, so that the war should be high because it's all the combined war. No, <laughs> no, that's not that's not how that works here. That's it's not how combined war. Yeah, yeah. All right, Joe, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Joe. Uh, athletics got eight point seven war as a Aaron team. Judge, as a team. And Judge has 10, 10.1 or something. Fucking absurd. Yeah, that is crazy. Wins. So you're telling, you're telling me right now that offense and pitching combined, the A's are sitting at an 8.7 war? Scoring to fan graphs, yes, sir. Wow. That's, uh, that's eye-opening. That's eye-opening to me. Yeah, he's got more than the Nats, too. Well, the Nats. Yeah, suck. see? <laughs> the A's don't. I think Sho- Shohei has the same as the A's, too. So don't. don't I want to hear that. He see? has the same as the A's. Not, but not more than the A's? Not more than the A's. Okay. I'm just asking. Uh, Jake, book John Heyman for me. On it. Thanks. Please do. Do you think he'd come on? I don't. I don't. No, he hates you. He hate, probably hates you too. No, you were just berating no, him very... on Twitter the other day. There's no way he likes you either. Yeah, we have interactions all the time at the ballpark. When he was at the Coliseum, said hello to him, and we had a lengthy discussion. I mean, he hates me for telling the truth. Truth well, hurts. Maybe there's a way that you tell the truth and a way that I tell the truth, and and, and it lands differently with him. Mm. Book him. <laughs> Book him, Dano. You think you think that all right? So if you have such a great relationship with John Heyman, <laughs> you think that I did not. Say you that. yeah. You basically he's one of my best friends in the world. You have <laughs> such a great relationship with John Heyman. That that doesn't outweigh his disdain for me for telling it like it is. I, I don't know why he hates you and why he chooses. Because I call him a Scott Boris puppet in 2017. He's so been that, bitching I mean, about it ever good since. Jumping off point. 
that's probably a good jumping off point. Yeah. I have not called him that. Well, he is though. Like that, and I'm okay. not the first person to say that, and I won't be the last either. So <laughs> okay. I don't know why he would be mad at me for saying that. Maybe you're easy to dislike. I'm super easy to like. I'm a very nice guy. I think it, uh, I think at times you make it very easy to to not want to be your friend too. Yeah, if you're fucking Scott Boris puppet. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that's right, Joe. Ooh, ooh. Fucking tell him, dude. I'd hate Jared too. <laughs> yeah. If I was, if I would, if I had Scott Boris's arm jammed so far up my ass, and someone decided to say that publicly, I don't know if I'd like that guy either. But here's the thing: I'm sure he's saying that I'm a nice guy. (laughs) What are you? What are you doing, dude? I'm laughing at you. Do you know how to talk? No, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at you. Yeah. Uh, so I saw, I told you, I saw John Heyman at Fenway, whenever that was. Like, I think the Yankees might have been town. Um, actually, I think it was the day that I threw out the first pitch, which was a strike right down the middle. And I think John Heyman tweeted some other, he said, this is the best first pitch that I've seen all year. So obviously he didn't pay attention because he was there. He was there when he saw mine. It was definitely way better. Um, but I saw him. And I said, hi, I'm a nice guy. I was like, hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Nice guy. Well, there you go. If I, was a, if I was a mean guy, if I was a bad guy, I would have just kept walking or I would have been like, hey, go fuck yourself. I didn't do any of that. I was like, hey, how are you? Good. Well, well you're the hero that he needed at that time, Jared. That's just, that's just the, the true mark of a nice guy is someone that would go up to John Heyman and say hello. That's what I do. And apparently, you guys have lengthy... Sexual conversations. I, I the sexual was not a that wasn't a thing. <laughs> kind of sounds like you you implied nope, that. Nope. Nope. So you're denying that on if, the record. If if every time you think about me outside of our podcast, it's in the shower or in some sort of sexual nature, Jared, that is definitely a you thing. I mean, and I just I was picking up what you were putting you wanna, down. You, you, you made it seem about that. You definitely made it seem like your the conversations were in in a sexual nature. <laughs> no, look, it, it's it, look. If you want me and Heyman to Eiffel Tower, you mm-hmm. that's a completely different story. All right, if that's what you're after, again, we can we talk about your desires offline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> I don't know that I have many desires left other than for the season to end. I'm ready for the postseason, but I'm definitely ready for the regular season to end. I've had, I've kind of had it. <laughs> You've had it. Uh, I'm glad. You <laughs> yeah. know what? This last road trip was nice. Houston was nice. Uh, Houston, by the way, let me take the time right now. Best lunchroom, best lunchroom in the league. They have Houston? surpassed. Yep. Yep. They have surpassed the New York Yankees. I don't think because that's New York- true. Probably. Well, I, I I've been there. Did you take any I've pictures? It and I and I can tell you that based on oh man, yeah, it's a bold statement to make. I think right now, but they just didn't have they didn't have the snack options. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the dessert options that they typically had in New York. Yeah, which is a big deal. It's a big deal. What's your go to dessert? Um. I mean, if you got a soft serve bar, ooh, well, that's a big deal. 
Not everybody's featuring one of those these days, which is a crime, an absolute crime. The Braves have two Anaheim, of them. Anaheim was up there. Braves, Braves. Um, no. Bra- for the no. players only. Players only. Players only. They have two ice cream machines for the players. Same. <laughs> yeah, I well on the concourse at the Braves. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Well, that's sad to hear. That's sad to hear. Um, it's eye opening to hear. Well, it is eye opening. Spencer Strider. Oh. Spencer Strider became the fastest pitcher in history to reach 200 strikeouts in a season. Blowing chundos, passing yeah. the fucking unit. Where is that? Spencer Strider became the fastest pitcher in MLB history by innings. To reach 200 strikeouts in a season, surpassing Randy Johnson's record of 130.2 innings pitched. That's just mind-boggling. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I mean, obviously he's he stands out as a strikeout guy, but I didn't, I didn't realize that we were approaching like holy shit territory. Yeah, dude. Think about that: 130 innings, 200 strikeouts. What's that strikeouts per nine? It's a whole lot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is it like north of 14? It feels like it. Let's see. Spencer Strider's strikeouts per I'm nine it's like, what, this like season is 13.8. God, I'm good. God, I'm good. 13. And you know what's crazy eight. about it is he does it like it's just fastballs. He throws it like 70% of the time. Well, we, we faced him when we just faced him. It was he, he did not have command of the fastball. And it's not like he was spraying it, but he was just a, like an inch off here, an inch off there, working a little harder. And I think he still punched out nine. And it was clearly like not his best stuff. He throws the four seam 67% of the time, the slider 28.2% of the time, and the changeup 4.8% of the time. So he's a starting pitcher that's virtually a two pitch pitcher. Mm-hmm. Fastball slider. Nothing wrong with that. Another wrong I mean, you can do it's, it. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it, but it's very unconventional to be a two pitch starter and be that dominant from like a strikeout perspective. Well, if you if you ask me, that's why we see some of these starters struggle to get through the portion of the ball games that you want to see them work through. And it's because they don't have command or an effective third pitch that they can rely on should one of those other ones not be there. And if you don't have that, you better have what Spencer Strider has, which is an elite fastball. Yeah. Elite, elite. I, I believe the average, I, I, I think the league average against a fastball is like 243. Mm-hmm. They're hitting 201 against Spencer Strider's fastball. Correct. They're hitting 139 against his slider. <laughs> 136 against the changeup that he doesn't use. Mm-hmm. So when he does, like he's ended 22 at bats with it. Three for 22. It's, it's stupid. Just absolutely stupid. Stupid shit. He's only given up one home run on the slider this year. He's thrown 109 changeups. Never given up a home run on it. And of, of the... Uh, what is it? Two hundred and two strikeouts right now. 
120 on the four seam. <laughs> He's just gassing and dudes the sw- up. The sw- well, the swing and miss, too, is what is the other thing. Like, it's one thing to get punch outs because, you know, you're locking guys up. Maybe you, you get him to foul too often, get one swing and miss. Like, he's generating an insane amount of swing and miss, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, like, when I say in 52.2% whiff rate on his slider. Pretty good. And then the, the changeup, 47.5%. Like, what is the issue with the changeup? Like, why, I guess, I guess, like, if you're having that much fun with your fastball and no one can hit it anyway, then you don't need to go to the changeup. But, like, his changeup seems pretty fucking nasty. Well, it's, I mean, effective. And it's probably a weapon that you deploy more so against left handers and right handers if you're Spencer Strider. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just based on, based on the numbers, like, his 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 changeup usage is less than five percent, but opponents are hitting one thirty six with with a a two twenty seven slug against the changeup, and it has a whiff rate of forty seven point five percent. Yeah, but everything else is so dominant. It's also generating the weakest contact by a pretty decent margin, and he just doesn't. He like, now nah, I'm good. Because he doesn't, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need yeah. it. That's a that's a pitch like, and for a guy like Strider who change ups, third pitch, conceivably if he wanted to get cute, and he was in a spot where he thought he was going to get ambushed, he could throw the change up first pitch. But that's where you got to look at the movement profile of the pitch. Does it play off the fastball enough to where it's safer to throw that first pitch, or is it safer to throw the slider first pitch? And if you fall on slider, then you say to yourself, well, why would I, why would I speed his bat up with a pitch in the changeup that doesn't have the movement profile that generates the kind of swing and miss that the slider does against the right-handers? So why ever deploy it against the right-hander? It's crazy. That's why pitching is fun, though. It's because each and every dude you face gives you a different set of options, different route yeah. where you can go. Oh man! Um, <clears throat> you ever heard of Shopify? I have. Tell me more, though. Forget the off-season work, Dallas. Okay. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. You following? I'm following. Yeah. Whether you're selling uh, warm-ups or wall hangers, it's time to start selling okay. with Shopify and join the platform, simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that create diehard fans. Shopify fields all the sales channels to grow a winning business uh, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. Sorry, I had to burp. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify. And you can too, which is great. 
when you're ready to take your winning idea to the world, team up with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses uh, down the street and around the globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. Anywhere. You can sign up for a free trial right now at shopify.com slash Jared. That is shopify.com slash Jared, J-A-R-E-D, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash Jared. Um, what, uh, what else is on the docket here? Oh, David Price is retiring. Sad. At the end of the year? Yep. That's it. There was uh there was an article a few months ago talking about how he he would ask his son, like, do you want me to play another year or do you want daddy to come home? And he basically alternated answers. Like at first he was like, I want you to come home. And then he changed like this spring. He was like, actually, I want you to keep playing. So he must have changed his mind again. Either that or like one of the quotes in the story. I think it was a Nightingale story. Uh, one of the quotes in the story, he was just like, everything hurts. <laughs> like, I, I would love to keep playing, but just everything hurts. And uh, it's time. I mean, like he's this season, I believe, right? That would have concluded his, his contract with the Boston Red Sox. The seven-year, $217 million deal that he signed with Boston going into the 2016 season. Um, so that contract's complete. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it means something to be able to go out with a a winning team, go out with with Mookie. Um he's got his World Series, he's got his Cy Young. I, I don't know that uh I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers, but I probably would my gut says no to the Hall of Fame. But I mean, he's got price? a pretty fucking solid resume. Mm-hmm. Let me see. What do you think his wins above replacement is for his career? I don't know. Like 30, 40? 40, somewhere in there. I would say somewhere. I don't know if it's much higher. 40. Than 40. 45. It's 40.2. It's- so he won't be a Hall of Famer. But he he's... The Hall of pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cy Young, five-time All-Star, two ERA titles, uh, 2018 World Series champ. Should have been the fucking MVP. No offense to Steve member Pierce. The, member of the Black Aces. Yep. What year did he win 20? I uh, think that was like uh, 2012. 12? Mm-hmm. 11 or 12? 12? 12. 12. Yep. David Price. I mean, yeah, there's a while this dude, I mean, this dude's posting fucking 200 plus innings, you know, quite a few times. David Price eclipsed 200 innings uh, six times. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep. Yep. He won a Cy Young. He, he finished runner up twice, too. Having three Cy Youngs, I think. I mean,. He finished, he finished runner-up twice, won one, and got a sixth-place vote as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you're talking three top two finishes. <laughs> right. 
Do you think that that changes the discussion at all? Like, if you, you don't just like dismiss maybe, the wins above replacement, maybe. I mean, like three. Yeah. Well, no, no, yeah. I mean, because you know, maybe as as guys from our era start to make up the golden era committee, yeah. Like who you start to? Has there ever been someone to win three or more Cy Youngs and not get into the Hall of Fame besides Roger Clemens? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. Let's see. I mean, Scherzer is on that list. Who has won three Cy Youngs? Sandy Koufax, Tom Seaver, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, these are all guys that are in or going to be in. Jim Palmer, Steve Carlton, Pedro. Yeah, Hall of Fame status. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that changes things. I mean, that's why I said, you know, you put it in the perspective of your peers. That's, that, that's what I always find funny, though, is people, statistically, Comparatively speaking, there's probably some folks that don't match up, and that's okay if statistics are all you're going based on. But if we're going to allow for some romance in our voting for season accolades, why would we not allow for romance when we're talking about a a legacy? Why would we not allow for romance when we're talking about someone living on in the game's lore for eternity. Like that's where we're going to throw romance out the window and just start crunching the fucking numbers and get really cold with the results there. Like you don't want to factor in what he meant to his team at that moment. It feels like that's a, a really big topic these days. So why would that not carry weight in a hall of fame conversation? Yeah. I mean, I, I I think I might've just talked myself into price being a hall of famer. Like, so he has the one and two runner runner ups. Like you can't just be like, well, well, he, we're just going to count those as Cy Young awards. But I mean, they're runner ups. Jim Palmer, Hall of Famer. Steve Carlton, Hall of Famer. Max Scherzer will be a Hall of Famer. Tom Seaver, Hall of Famer. Sandy Koufax, Hall of Famer. Clayton Kershaw will be in the Hall of Fame. Pedro Martinez, Hall of Famer. Maddox, Hall of Famer. Randy Johnson, Hall of Famer. Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Those are all the guys with at least three. Hmm. I don't know. I, I I mean I don't think he's first ballot, obviously, but I think that think what? I think that the uh, conversation it will become more intriguing the more removed I guess we get from it because I think you know you you talk about a guy that uh, the second that he got to the Dodgers the last couple of years of his career he ends up in the bullpen, but. I mean, A, it's with the Dodgers. Like, he could have started on just about any other team is Mark, if he really is Mark wanted Burley to. Is a Hall of Famer for you, Jared? Um, I'd have to look at the... I mean, he's an innings just off machine. The off the top of your head. Uh, no, because I don't think he was ever, like, in the conversation for, like, best pitcher in the league for, like, a single season. He was an innings machine. Like, I, I think that there is definitely for value sure. there. Um, Like, I think... like. It, would it shock me if I looked at Mark Burley's baseball reference page right now and he had a higher wins above replacement than David Price? I don't know that that would shock me. No, and I think, I mean, you could probably you could probably say that maybe some of that has to do because Burley pitched longer than, than Price did. And 
Burley was an absolute yeah. innings machine, really from the first season that that dude stepped onto a big league mound to the last season. He stepped. Yeah, he has sixty WAR. Like, his rookie year, I be- I believe, I believe his rookie year and his last year, Jared, are the only two years that Mark did Burley did not eclipse two hundred innings. And if I'm not mistaken, the very last season he was like a third of an inning. Oh, he was like a fucking out away he was he, he was uh innings. he was an inning and a third away <laughs> I, they're fucking yeah so the compiler i can hear it all oh, compiler 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 and and the player's response to that is always do you know how good you have to be to be a compiler do you, well, do you understand it, especially as a starting pitcher like do you know how like, good yeah. you have to be to keep getting those innings. Like they're not just going to put you right. out there because it's like, well, he gave up six in the first, uh, but you know, we're probably going to have him go seven just because, you know, he can do it physically. Like he can physically pitch seven innings today. So we're going to have him do that. Like you're going to pitch seven innings because you're giving your team a chance to win through seven innings. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he, <laughs> yeah, like Burley was, yeah. Like I always, yeah. I mean, come, come correct when you're talking about Mark Burley. In in regards to again golden era committee standards, what he meant for his team is he a hall of famer to you? His perform yes, and it's it's I, I say that knowing he never won a Cy Young, so he was never like the best pitcher that year. What was the highest? I don't even that know he if finished? he had. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even know if he had. He had uh, one year. Here. 2005, when the White Sox won the A World Series, he was fifth, and he did not get votes any other year. So, I, uh, I think if you throw a perfect game, the, I think if you throw a perfect game, you're in. Think about, I'm fucking down with that, Joe. Think, think about the, think about the fucking era that he's working in, though, and like some of the arms that he's dealing with. Um, is any of your shit in in the Hall of Fame? Like, what do they got? Yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. What do they got? Uh, they got my spikes and they got my hat. Technically, if you are you like, did you donate that or are you lending it? Like, if you wanted to get it back, could you get it back? Uh, no, I gave that to them. Hmm. Like what if because what if like what if someone broke into your house and they were like, give us the fucking hat from your perfect game? Could you call the Hall of Fame and be like, I actually need that back? No, I don't know if they deal with terrorists. Like I don't know if the Hall of Fame is a, a no <laughs> negotiation with domestic terrorist policy. I don't know. There's only one I'd way to, to find out. out. We're gonna get I'd your hat back, Dallas. Yeah, we're good chat back, dude. You should have heard heard this guy before we started hit record. He was like, I just want my fucking hat back from the perfect game. Those yeah, fucking assholes at the Hall of Fame won't give it back. I was more than happy to give it to them. More yeah. than happy. What a political answer yeah. from a guy that hates the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Fuck. Hates the Hall of Fame, man. Yep. Proud member. Proud member, dude. What do you want me to say? So, uh, you know, forever linked. I'm what in those comes hallowed with that? halls, boys. 
What do you get? What do you uh, get for being a member of the Hall of Fame? I can pretty much do whatever I want in the Hall of Fame. Like I can, if I want to like sit down and have a bowl of pasta in front of Mickey Mantle's bust, I can do that. They give you a card. You show me your card. I did Pull show that you my card. The card is very, it's just like a piece of paper. It's <laughs> laminated. It's like, I could fake one of those cards in 10 minutes. Yes, you could. Yes, you Wait, could. so that card... Like, is that, does that have anything to do with your playing career or can anyone just like sign up to become a member? It's just, they want your money. No, no, I did not sign up for that card. That card was presented to me. So you, you get it for what? Throwing the perfect game? I guess. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I don't ask questions, dude. They send me the shit and I, I'm like, okay, sweet. So you, if you, you can just present that card and in theory, you could like conceive your fourth child at the hall of fame. For sure. Would you do that? (laughs) Uh, No, probably not. I feel like that's something that you would do. For sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. No, no. If that's happening, that's going to happen. That's going to happen on the mound at the Coliseum. That would be terrible. Why what are you would, talking about? Why would you ever put your adoring wife through such a horrendous experience? That's where, that's where I've done some of my best work, Jared. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, rubber or not. You know what I mean? Huh? huh? Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not afraid to dig in there, bud. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's where the heater really rises. The heater plays up there, Jared. <laughs> Those are all great. I don't care what mm. you say. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I haven't been in the Hall of Fame in a while. I should do a field trip. It'd be nice. A little appreciate. Yeah. Framber Valdez set the MLB record for consecutive quality starts in a season. Does that mean anything? Yeah, it was great. Because it was great to watch. It's not, <laughs> it's not it means bad. something. What the fuck are you talking about? Because because we talked about this on the old show about again. how if you say that a little if you have a quality start in mm-hmm. every single one of your starts, you have a four ERA. This is Golden Era Committee discussion right here. Mm-hmm. I get it. Four and a half. Right. It's a four and a half ERA. You make every single one of your starts. You go six innings, give up three runs. That's a four and a half ERA at the end of the year. Yeah. No Those one looks numbers, at that and is like, damn, dude, that's super valuable. Nope. But in the context of winning Major League Baseball games throughout the course of a six-month season, if every time you take the ball, especially with the way the game is managed and played today and matched up today, if every time you take the ball, I can count on at least six innings out of you and no more than three runs that we have to overcome every fucking time you take the ball, every time. Yeah, that means a whole lot to me. That means a whole lot to me because I got an offense that's generating north of four runs a game. You know what that means? Every time you take the ball, statistically, we're going to win this game. To be fair, if you want to look up how many quality starts, you want to go in baseball reference, how many quality starts does this guy have? 
Is that even possible? Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. Do it. Do it. This year, you mean? Ever. I mean, I've never seen that stat really presented. Ever? All right. So when I've did no- he when did he get- start? Where does it say quality start on on or fan graphs? Like no one ever. He leads baseball on quality starts since two thousand or no, is that is that quality starts? No, I think that's ground ball percentage. When did he come up? I'll just say his first full season was like he first became a st- let's just go since last year. Since last year. I'll figure it out. What, you guys you guys talk about database are you on that has quality starts on there? Bro, don't worry about what I'm up to. Worry about what you're gonna be in life. Quality YouTuber, you know? That's <laughs> do I get a medal for that? A plaque? You made ten quality videos <laughs> this week. Wow. C- congrats. Are you a little bitter? Joe, you a little bitter about, about Framber's performance here? Yeah, what's up I with sh- that? You don't like Framber, dude? No, I don't like Framber. Why not? He's just quality. He's not He's not he's, he's not what? Now I think he's about it, it's kind of sick because it you know, that's what I'm saying. I was just thinking that because I was hating on him. Now I'm thinking of that to have a quality start. It's quality and quantity uh-huh. combined. Yeah. That's the best stat of all time. So here it is right here. I got it. All right. So since Framber Valdez essentially became a full, I, I did since the start of 2021. Like last year, he made 22 starts. This year, he's made 28 starts and he leads the league in innings pitched and complete games he has three and he's faced more batters than anyone in the league and, and he has a 257 era so before we start talking about oh quality start well, if you go I, fucking I, six innings and three on the outside of the Cy Young conversation correct yes sir okay so Framber's since the start the of last year sandy alcantara 45 quality starts then it's Robbie Ray at 40, tied with Max Fried, who has 40, and then Framber Valdez at 39. He has more quality starts in, than everyone except for Sandy, Robbie, Freed. Something there. Yep. Dirty. Mm-hmm. Fucking Garcia or Keedy. And that's just his first two seasons. That's his rookie and sophomore year. Yeah. And the dude, like, honestly, and I watched it yesterday. Uh, Yesterday? The day before yesterday. He's been in the league since 2018. Yeah, but I mean, come on, dude. You know (laughs) what I mean? He got Cy Young votes in 2020. No. Well, yeah, it was a rookie last year, though, technically. What? Didn't he win rookie of the year last year? No. Who won rookie of the year last year in AL? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby? No, not Bobby Witcher. Um. Oh my God! Who the fuck was rookie of the year last year? Okay, uh, it wasn't him. He wasn't a rookie last year. Oh, it's fucking a Rosarena, right? <laughs> it was Lamelo Ball. Rosa, it was yeah, Lamelo Ball. A Rosarena. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got I got him confused. He was yeah. he was a rookie in 2019. Yeah, Randy <sighs> Rosarino was like the super senior last year. He was the rookie of the year four years in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Same thing with Ian Anderson, who in his rookie year last year was like, this is an, his eighth playoff start. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, this guy's got more fucking playoff starts. And he's a, yeah. Like, how, how did that yeah. happen? He's in his rookie season with more playoff starts than Andy Pettit. <laughs> Framber. Wait, so the, the, oh, okay. So, yeah. The, the, the major league record for consecutive, um, quality starts that like he broke that this year but all of his starts have been quality starts this year that's yeah, so 25 tw- 25 in a row 25 in a row okay so then yeah he had was this not a start okay it was a start all right yeah two starts in april back to back weren't quality starts every other one has been so starting on april 25th his run of quality starts began so it's 25 a 2.41 ERA, a 2.96 FIP. Um, the Astros were 18 and seven. He was 15 and four. So yeah, Framber, Framber Valdez could be a Cy Young. He's definitely in the that, conversation, and he dominated that, yeah. the the red carpet at the All Star game as well. Not I'll enough people talking about the Valdez <clears throat> clan. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, Jake, tomorrow's win reality day, right? Uh, Wednesday. Is today not Tuesday? It's Monday. Fuck. This week is fucking dragging, dude. <laughs> it, it just started. <laughs> I mean, technically, I, I don't know. Like every, I don't know what the fucking weekend is. We just, we'd be working every day. We'd be out here grinding. We'd be hustling. Yeah. We'd be doing the damn thing. But a lot of people, I actually, I had, so I still haven't, I'm waiting for Jake on Wednesday, which apparently is not tomorrow. It's two days from now. Um, we're beginning to try the, the win reality thing. And people have been reaching out being like, yo, I tried it. You're going to get addicted to it. Like you're going to try to actually... Like getting to batters, like it's going to motivate you to get back in to see live pitching. <laughs> Which the last time I saw live pitching, I faced Dallas Braden in, in Dallas, Texas, and just absolutely fucking massacred uh, some outside slop to the wall. Um, just barely almost put it out. And I was out in front too because I was expecting it to be way faster, and it obviously wasn't. Um, almost put it out. Yeah, I did. This is, that's great. You don't think I almost put it out? Well, no, that's that's a lie. That's not even close. I mean, there's video footage. At all. I'd love to see that video footage produced. That'd be great. All right, I'll, I'll show it to you. But okay. I'm just saying, if we, do another, if we do another charity baseball game that we both, both play in, uh, once I start using Win Reality VR, I'm going to absolutely fucking massacre whatever it is that you throw my way. Fair or unfair? I can't wait. Uh, un- unfair, not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Today, we're going to talk to you about when reality, the VR baseball training application available on the MetaQuest 2 that gives players across or players access to unlimited game speed reps no matter where they are. You can even use your own bat, which is cool. Like, I think there's like a little like a it's like a it's almost like a donut that slides on the bat. You can just use your own bat. Like, I'm going to not do that probably because either I'll take out all my TVs or 
I'm trying to have as much bat speed as possible. So I'm going to use like, I'll put on like a wiffle ball bat or something for now, for now, because I'm just beginning. The win reality pitcher library consists of 600 pitches from eight and under to pro. From the release, the spin to the speed, hitters get a chance to study every pitch and then hit in the real game. Win reality gives players of all levels a variety of workouts that they are focused on, uh, pitch recognition, timing, and decision making. Uh, Win reality is used by a majority of Major League Baseball teams, including NL MVP frontrunner Paul Goldschmidt. It's also used by hundreds of colleges across the nation. Hitters love it. Coaches rave about it. Parents love what it has done for players' enjoyment of baseball. Win reality isn't a game. It's a revolutionary tool that improves hitting in the real game of baseball in-season, off-season, and in any weather. Hitters can see increased confidence and improve uh, improvement at the plate. Win reality allows players to train anywhere, anytime against game speed pitches with the, uh, that their coaches and teammates cannot replicate at practice. Train in here, improve their game out there. Players who train with win reality acquire skills seven times faster than traditional training methods. All you have to do right here, head to winwinreality.com slash dead to sign up today. That is winreality.com slash dead. Um, which brings us to our win reality segment, the VR baseball training application available on the MetaQuest 2. It's not a game. It's a rev- revolutionary tool to improve your skills. Head to winreality.com slash dead today to sign up. Uh, the home runner strikeout of the week. And Dallas, you're obviously going with a strikeout because, oh, I'm a pitcher. I'm a home run. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, not, okay. I'm not going with a strikeout. You're, you're not. No. Okay, go ahead. The, the, it, well, I thought we all collectively agreed what, what this segment was going to entail, who it was going to be about. Well, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, a team decision. I, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you, can, you can have your own submission if you'd like. Um, well, then I might go with the O'Neal, O'Neal Cruz nuke. Ooh. Off to Grom. For the, off to Grom for the points that Joey made. Just the guy's punching out everybody in the world. How cool is it that you're the dude who fucking laces one? Mm. That's great. But I think that there's a couple other homers that were hit that pretty important. Are you talking about the ones that Aaron Judge hit? I'm talking about those. Mm-hmm. Why are they still pitching? Because they guy? just. I don't know. Is that like a that's gonna, that's gonna be like a like a Rob Manfred mandate. <laughs> Like you have to, if you don't, we're going to start docking years off of service time. Yeah. Like if you walk here and judge, if you're a guy that's got seven or more years in the league and you're facing your judge, if you walk him, we're taking half a year of service time away from you. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know who this, the second dude was that gave up a home run to Aaron judge, but he throws him a fucking dick ball and then judge massacres it for number 59. He's like, oh, throws his hands up. Like, <laughs> what the fuck did you think was going to happen, dude? What did you think when you threw a dude uh, a, a fastball right down the dick that has 58 home runs? He's already homered today. What did you think was going to happen? And it was like 93, 92. <laughs> hey, you got to be confident. That's, gotta be confident. No, that's what, you know, in his head, he was like, all right, I'm throwing this pitch. Make sure it's in a good spot <laughs> right down. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Not again. That's. I'm I'm waiting for yeah I'm waiting for dudes on the mound to just be like, good. You can just let him 
No, I mean, if it, not, it's not fucking. Me. It's September nineteenth. If that hasn't happened by now, like what? What are teams waiting for? Like there has to I, be I, some I, sort of authority I that has come to be like, no, can't walk him. People are Which here to see him. Which is why I had him at fifty nine because I was like, man, he's yes, he's hot, he's hot, but you can control that by not giving him anything to hit. Did but, I see somewhere that Sunday was the the largest attendance for the Brewers this season? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Siri was the Sunday the largest <laughs> attendance for the Brewers this season. Yeah. Wow, look at that. So, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's like, hey, these people are coming out to see Aaron Judge sock dingers. You're not putting them on first base. Well, if you're a team that wants to win the baseball game and you've got postseason aspirations, you should probably heavily consider that. Mm. The Brewers once heavily. had them. Yeah, they don't have them anymore. Not really, no. Hope don't live here anymore. Well, I was watching that game where they walked him off. The broadcast was acting like they just clinched. How far are you away? Not allowed are, to get excited. I'm Joseph? just saying, how huh? far are away you? are they out of it? I don't know. I thought they're still going for a wild card spot. Right now, entering play today. My Milwaukee Brewers are eight games out of the NL Central and currently two games back of the Philadelphia Phillies for that third wild card spot in the National League. You thank the Braves for that. Swept their ass. Yep. They've lost four straight. It's not over for the crew. On the outside, looking at Minnesota. My God. Clean it up. I mean, they, their whole season just got ruined in the past week just because yes. they just lost, keep losing to the. Guardians, they cannot to be the, the Guardians. Guardians. How 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 bad is that too right now? Where you, like five game series? Because is this the last game of the series? They won the finale, yeah. right? They're playing right now. This is the last game. No, this is the last game. Oh, okay. and it's the the fucking. It's like the fourth or fifth inning, I think. And they're losing four nothing, right? Four mm-hmm. one. They're rallying, four baby. The runners on the corners, no outs. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Um. Th- that is going to be like a really painful last seven games to play. Uh, yeah. If you're the Twins. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of teams are saying that right now. Uh, uh, how, many, how many teams, though, had that opportunity in front of them? It's true. You got, you got like eight. you could have you could have switched places. Or just, you know, played 500, kept, kept it close. Actually, well, I know Dallas has to go soon, and I can't believe that we made it this far without bringing this up. Uh, Shohei, I don't know who had the scoop or who had the story, but Shohei said on the record that he's having a better season this year than he had last year. So, I mean, well, if you look at, if you look at the numbers... It's obvious. It's pretty obvious that he's having a better year than he did last year. I mean, offensively, on the mound, like the the homers aren't there. But I mean, what did he hit forty six homers last year? The guy's got he's going to be a thirty thirty double guy probably. Uh, very close to a hundred RBIs, and it goes without saying what he's done on the mound. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Four uh, points. He's four points off his WRC plus of last year. 
plus being top five pitcher. And that's literally just the homers too, because he yep. uh, he already has in in fewer games he already has uh, more hits. He has the same amount of doubles. Uh, he's he has two fewer triples, and then it's just like forty six homers compared to the thirty four homers. Tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. You don't see that every day. No, you don't. You don't see this type of well, season. You you could argue that you've never seen it until last year. Yeah. And then well, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to bore anybody with this kind of performance. <laughs> well, how is his how the fuck is his wins above Jared, replacement? He doesn't he, he, but all he does is pitch, Jared, you know? Like there's no value in pitching every fifth day. Like I get it that he's a great hitter, but he only pitches every five days. I don't know what you're talking about. It, well, you were getting ready to talk about the war, right? Well, war. yeah, but you have a war for both. Like there's there's not like an all encompassing war. Like he but has. Let, a, let me ask you. Let me ask you. He this. has a five three war. He has a five three war as a pitcher. And it's a three something, three five is how many? How many? Like, like, let me let's 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 look at this a different way. How many people would use a knowingly flawed statistic to prove your worth to an employer? If you knew the statistic was flawed, just to start with. How many people would use and choose to use a knowingly flawed measurement to gauge your worth? And from there, you would say, well, you're telling me that this is how they look at my value. That's why I would look at that flawed statistic. Well, okay. I understand that. Hold on. Let's go one step farther, though, now. Would you cite that statistic if it was well known that you're actually being punished for doing your job a certain way that the that the algorithm actually can't even quantify fairly? Because we all know that too. We all know that the value can't be quantified fairly, and we've just accepted that. And now we're sticking with that statistic to be the measuring stick. No one's doing that, though. No one is just. Well, that's what war. That's what war is. But no one is. It's a flawed statistic that does not account for the overall value, but really tries its best to do so. But no one's just using war here. No, that's the conversation. What are you talking about? We just went over all of his offensive conversation. Yeah. What's that? No one, no one just uses war though to evaluate Shohei Otani. No one does that. A lot of people do that, Jared. Just I, war. I, I think that's a very ignorant statement. Yeah, I think you. I think you know that a lot of people just look at that and use only that when trying to prove their point on how I, valuable I think, he is. Yeah, I know. I think I think Yankee fans have done that to be like, yeah, like if you take if you take Shohei's wins above replacement as a hitter and as a pitcher and you combine them, it's still not what judges as a position player. Like I've seen that for sure. 
But to understand the full scope of who Shohei Otani is as a player, I don't think that like like what do you need to like this is the first time that I think people have looked at war and been like, I don't think that I don't think that war it's almost like like when when they first started making computers and then viruses came out and they were like, We don't know what this is. We don't know how to like identify this or combat this. I don't think like when when Shohei Otani came along, Winds of Replacement was like, we don't know what this is. Like, we don't know how to evaluate this. Mm-hmm. And there's no effort to try to make it right. I'm sure that We're just, someone somewhere is trying to figure out a way to, to properly evaluate a, a guy like Shohei. But like right now, there's like, it, it's not, I, yeah, it's not fair to use wins above replacement uh hmm. to evaluate Shohei Otani because it's just so, it, like so it, it's it almost, doesn't it doesn't so it's, compute it <laughs> it's almost like he's falling victim to being unquantifiable it's almost like people have thought about what this player would look like and are now seeing it unfold and truly are 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 unappreciative of it because they just they don't have another way to have it presented to them where they would realize oh shit like okay got it the dude's taking snaps and marching your offense down the field and then on third and short he's the one filling the a gap stuffing the stuff in the hole you know what it is is like like that's who he is I think there's a That's lot of people exactly who he is. There's a lot of baseball fans that don't and and I get why. Uh, because there's there's two formulas. When you talk about wins above replacement, there's there's baseball reference, there's fan graphs. I think uh why I liked average game score so much was because it was so simple. It was a point system and it was weighted. Like there were certain things that a pitcher could do that meant more than other things that a pitcher could do. That you would get points, you would lose points, and then at the end of the day, you'd have an average score. There has to be some sort of way to come up with a, a weighted system that would Why that would evaluate Shohei on the same playing field as other players because you're factoring in defense, you're factoring in base running, you're factoring in offense and, and all that. But then if you take the same point system and you, you factor in the, the base running, you factor in whatever defense, I guess. Uh, you factor in pitching and and offense, and then you would see, like bar graph wise, how Shohei is is above everyone else when you have a balanced point system versus wins above replacement for a pitcher, wins above replacement for a position player. Different formulas. It's just there's too many there's too many like avenues but to go down to evaluate. There's there's and for me there's really not. It's really super super simple if you understand the value of a roster and the value of performance because you 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 can't if we have the conversation honestly and you answer honestly it's really tough to involve or fall back on a statistical number that we know is flawed and doesn't do its job in telling the whole story that's where yeah. i i really struggle is if you want to sit here and tell me that it's not valuable to have a guy in the big leagues who pitches every fifth day at a Cy Young level and hits 
to the tune of the second best offensive producer in the game. You're telling me that that guy's not valuable and that his roster spot, his just one spot and doing what he does is now for some reason not as valuable as a guy who just does one thing. And you're now going to go to that flawed statistic that tells me that it's not as valuable. And that's why you're telling me it's not as valuable because the flawed statistic tells you to tell me that it's not as valuable. That's where the conversation goes awry because I'm the one who has played the game along with guys like CC Sabathia who have played the game. Now we played the game at two completely different levels in two completely different universes, but we played the same game of baseball and CC Sabathia battle tested is telling you what a Cy Young, what a world champion, what a Hall of Famer feels. So tell CeCe to fuck off. You know, tell CeCe he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I'm watching people do that. <laughs> and, and that's where I'm like, what? Like, if, if this guy who's witnessed and lived what's going on and what can happen in New York, but understands what it takes to be a dude at the big league level and he's telling you what he thinks and you're just throwing war back in his face. It's like, well, why do you want him to continue to share his thoughts with you? You don't believe any of it and you're not giving any credence to the fact that he's played the game and he understands what matters in the heat of the moment. Joe. So to acknowledge an unquantifiable stat, and tell me that that's what we're going to grade this shit on is just bananas to me. Bananas. Well, Judge has a lot of war. Shohei has a lot of war. But I think it's crazy. If Shohei was in the National League, he'd probably, he might be favorited for Cy Young and MVP in the National League right now. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, Goldschmidt <clears throat> no longer. He's better than Gold. Can't even fucking, I mean. <laughs> yeah, offensively. If anyone really? ever told me like, oh, Goldschmidt should win it over Otani, punch him in their fucking face. <laughs> wow, Joe. Okay. He's not on the triple <laughs> crown hunt no more. Oh, he's not. Yeah, well, Otani doesn't have the triple crown. Listen, Otani's got three more starts. Judge is fucking leading the league in every single thing in the offense. He could win triple crown. So... But yeah, if Judge, Judge does chasing win. the triple crown is is I love that I love that because that puts in perspective how important having a guy that has done what he's done power production wise, but on the average in which he has done it, that's what's important. The RBIs, yeah, he's hitting singles I'm, as much as he's hitting homers, dude. It's not like he's well, a, that, just a fucking power hitter, right? And well, and the, and the singles with RBIs help drive those numbers up, right? Those numbers that aren't that important for whatever reason to people. <laughs> I mean, no, they're important. This is two of the best seasons of all time, basically in the same year. It's crazy. Yeah. But well, when- like, like when one, this is the, and this is why I, I, for one baseball player, one baseball player has had the two best statistical seasons. A single baseball player could ever have. And he's had them in back-to-back seasons. A baseball player. Aaron Judge is a hitter who's having the single greatest offensive season that a hitter-slash-position player 
could have. I mean, I was looking but at we'll t- talk- I was looking at it today. Otani's stats from last year and this year. His uh, WRC plus is is Willie Mays, same same as Willie Mays' whole career, and his ERA is better than Pedro Martinez. That's one player. That's one player. <laughs> but you can't like. How do you like? I I I I said this about you know, and this is where you talk about the players. Like, we're really th- think about the lineup for the for the Angels. Aaron Judge, or excuse me, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter accumulated more war in 128 at-bats with the New York Yankees than everybody else that took an at-bat on the Angels, not named Mike Trout and and, uh, Ward, and obviously Otani. So are you telling me you would have Shohei Otani make up that gap between the rest of his teammates and what he's doing offensively. Matt Carpenter for the Yankees, 128 at bats, accumulated more war than every teammate of Shohei Otani's outside of Ward and Trout. And your legitimate argument is you would have Otani have to make up that gap in production. That's what you expect out of him. That's what the your team sucks argument looks like. That's that's why that's a terrible argument. There's, I mean, there's crazy shit that you can go on a war and comparing it to people. I mean, because I'm doing, I'm doing a video about Shohei right now, and there's from June 22nd to June 29th, Otani he had two starts and he hit like four home runs, so he had a WAR of 1.8 in eight games, which is better than the entire fucking roster, offensive roster of the Tigers the whole year in eight games has more WAR than the whole roster. Eight games. One dude, Joe. One fucking guy, and that's what I'm saying. One right, fucking guy, <laughs> and that's what's so crazy about this. And I love the fucking Judge and Otani shit so much because it's like, right now Judge is fucking obviously everyone in the not everyone in the world, but he's favorited. He's gonna win it. Everyone, all right, amazing. But I don't think it's out of the question for Otani could just have. It's possible for him to fucking go off, and then he's the favorite because if he wins Cy Young, well, he's got three is- more starts. Who's not going to give it to him if he wins Cy Young? Uh, Joe, a lot of people that are telling you that that just isn't as important as the offensive performance of another player. That's the argument. And that's why I continue to scratch my head and say, I I fully appreciate a ridiculous offensive season, but are we always going to just blow past Judge is also playing a premier defensive position though, and he's... It's not like he's going to win a gold and, and, glove out there, but he's playing like league average defense at a premier defensive position. So it's not like he's a DH. One would argue oh, that man. your ace pitcher is also a premier defensive position. I know, but I'm just saying for, for argument's sake, you can't just say Aaron Judge is just <laughs> right. a hitter. You can't just say that. He's playing center field no, for no, the Yankees. But, yeah, but Aaron Judge. So let's take the performance and, and we're not taking again. I'm, I'm trying to talk about this in a way where we're not taking anything away from Aaron Judge. Yeah. Let's take a look at Shohei Otani's last performance on the mound. Seven shutout innings on the mound. Seven shutout innings. 21 of the outs of the 27 in the game, Shohei Otani and his teammates accounted for while he was on the mound, and he prevented zero runs from scoring. He then drove in one of the two runs that the team scored, and he scored the other run. So he was responsible for 21 of the 27 outs 
zero runs prevented, and all of the team's offense. Single-handedly dominating and winning the baseball game. Single-handedly. Now, there's a lot of guys who hit a solo homer and they win the game one nothing. Are you telling me that that's the same? Are you telling me that okay. if that guy that hit the homer and then steals a homer defensively, did he single-handedly win that game? Because I'm going to need him to steal more than one of those runs away over the course of 21 plus outs. If you're going to compare those two types of performances and one of those guys is doing that. And one of them is not Aaron judge is not robbing a Homer every five days. So I understand he's playing premium defense. That's why I wish I could be able to talk about the balls on Aaron judge. Being a 6'7", 280-pound behemoth who's carried his fucking team the entire season, even when they decided to shit the bed and not show up after the second half, he has fucking been there. He has been there. So he had the luxury of having a team perform lights out to get them off to this great start. And then when they decided to go into witness protection, Aaron Judge has been the motherfucker that's showing up each and every day, putting the team on his back going and playing center field because they got nobody fucking else to do it. I wish we could talk about it like that. Instead, we're talking about why Aaron Judge's teammates have helped his cause and ignoring why the Otani teammates are so bad right now that Otani has to make up for all of their production and Aaron Judge gets the credit for his teammates doing their job. I wish we didn't have to talk about it that way. I got to go get a tattoo. My my favorite thing about the AL MVP discussion is that like everyone is super fired up about it. And then when it happens, no one gives a fuck afterwards. <laughs> like, no, for sure. The mentions, my mentions will be destroyed for a day and it'll be fun, fun. Just listening to all the banter and listen to all the shit. And then, yeah, we're going to move on. Yeah. Cowboys literally play. like they'll announce it at like four, five o'clock. And then by eight o'clock, everyone will have moved on with their lives and no one will give a flying fuck who the MVP was. <laughs> right. Show he better do it next year. Let me ask you this though, seriously. Um, and ask yourselves at home this and try to come up with a slash line and a pitching line where Shohei Otani would be your MVP this season. What would you have to see if what he did last year and earned unanimous votes for was good enough. And he's doing better than that this year, but it's like, he's not even in the conversation for you. Then can you tell me what you would need to see from one single? I don't think anyone has said that he's not in the conversation. Who said he's not in the conversation? Jared, what are you talking? Heyman Uh, bookmakers, Jared, they're telling you that you can make a thousand fucking dollars. If you put a hundred down and he wins, (laughs) that's what they're telling you. Yeah. And that sounds like pretty good value to me. There's a lot of people. Yeah, I would think so, Jared, but Vegas isn't in the business of just giving away dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's who's telling me that it's not even a conversation. The wise guys are poking around on voters. Money for a living. Uh Let me tell you something, though. You might have have a couple sharps trying to move the line early. Mm. Trying to fatten it up. What is that? It's a show high card. Oh, damn. It's a show, and let me tell you, he's got three more starts left. Two of them against the Oakland Athletics. Oh, is that an OCA? Suck. Is that an OCA, Joe? I have no idea. Is that an on-card auto? I can't see. You got a lot of glare working. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that. 
it. It's not that cool. It's a cool card. Can it's you, not not very valuable. The, can you tell me if the card is autographed? Oh no, it's not autographed. Okay. Okay. But I got this other card for you to show you guys too. I love this one. It's Shohei as well. Three more starts. <laughs> two against the Athletics. Let's say those a no hitter. Probably will. Probably won't give up a run. Let's say he wins Cy Young. Everyone knows I'm a Shohei. I'm rooting for Shohei. I'm biased. I'm going for Shohei. I'm saying, even though the judges won it, everyone says Judge won, it could happen. I hope Watch so. out. Could be. I, I, I want, I mean, let, let, can we just please let the record show? I want Aaron Judge to break the AL home run <clears throat> record. I want Aaron Judge to be that dude in that organization. Just because if I'm being completely honest, like, like CC did it, and CC's from a little farther up north than where I grew up in Vallejo. And it feels like we're Yankees. And you're a part of that lore just because of what CC's done, like the legend that he is. And to have Judge in our own backyard fill that space in baseball history, that's really fucking cool, man. It's just, it's really cool. I know a lot of young people in our area gravitate towards that and and i hope they do because what judge does outside of what he does on the baseball field is really important too and a performance like this one that puts him amongst the absolute giants of our game is something that's going to benefit a lot of people not just him let me ask you this dallas before you go do you think that aaron judge would be the favorite for american league mvp if he didn't get his teeth fixed Yes. You do? Yes. I don't why, think so. why would he not? No? Why you, you say Amer- America losing, hates ugly people. America hates ugly people. That's a strong take. That's probably you know any one movie of your stars? You know any uh, you know any ugly movie stars? Uh you ever seen an ugly yes. winner of The Bachelor? I have Steve Buscemi. Sorry for the ricochet shot. Not Steve, a movie star, but, unfortunately. I mean, no. What not the an fuck? A-list, uh, Mr. Pink? Yeah, not he's a fucking movie star. No, not not, not, not a tier Pink. one. Jesus I think Christ. fucking it looks like Ronald McDonald is getting Mr. interviewed outside my apartment right now. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I I think I think getting his teeth fixed has been a big factor in all this. Man. I, I, I don't I don't think it I don't think it has. Well, you're wrong, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Well, shout out Mr. Pink and Steve Buscemi. Yeah. After every time we talk about the AL MVP discussion, you got to break out the CBDMD. Oh, you do. Absolutely have to. The leaders in hemp-based CBD and Delta 9 THC products. These guys have everything you could possibly need to just straight up feel better. And their latest breakthrough is Delta 9 THC. These sneaky innovators found a way to get these Delta 9 THC products shipped directly to your door. Now, some restrictions may apply because of course they do. So check your local laws before purchasing. But I'm telling you, this stuff is the real deal. They've got gummies packed with 10 milligrams of THC. Perfect for winding down after talking about Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. Uh, 10 milligrams sound like a lot to you. Well, CBDMD has you covered with their microdose soft gels. 
with just one milligram of THC, these guys, these little guys pack a punch that is perfect for all day support whenever and wherever you need it the most. Don't get all caught up in the technicalities. This is the same THC that you've come to know and love over the years, just extracted from hemp. Uh, I take them pretty much every single night. It's how I wind down at the end of the day. To learn more about Delta 9 and everything else CBDMD has to offer, just head to CBDMD.com. Once again, that is CBDMD.com for more information, education, and the best damn gummies that you've ever had. Must be 21 years or older to purchase Delta 9. Um, When we rejoin on Thursday, will Aaron Judge have tied or broken the record? Will Albert Pujols... (laughs) have reached 700 home runs one a podcast every fucking every podcast good for one hiccup made it to the finish line banged one out mm. uh i want to say wouldn't it be cool if they both did it on the same, same night day. no that wouldn't be cool i would not like that i would i mean like that kind of that's like 2011 vibes no, I want I want a cycle to be dedicated to each of these dudes. And that doesn't happen because then you got to pick one. I don't and know. It's like, who am I, I going to talk about more? I feel like I I mean I feel yes, like it would be cool. No, Remember where you I'm were right, when Aaron Judge right, hit fucking wrong. 61 and Pujols hit 700 on the same night? Like that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, they could yeah. catapult each other for the ultimate. Home because run. because with with Pujols, <laughs> he just needs to reach 700. And with right. Judge He'll have two nights. He'll have the tying homer and he'll have the record breaker. And then everyone after that's like, how many can he get? You just said if they did it on the same night. Yeah. So I'm saying like. So that means they're both popping two in a game and they're both getting to their no, 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 respective no, no. marks. No, 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 no. I'm saying. Well, that's how I that's how I process that. They're both two away from their respective mark. Yeah. And if it happened on the same day, they would both had to have hit two home runs in that day. Uh, not necessarily. What the fuck? What do you what? That's if they're doing going to do it tonight. They need to hit two in the same day. You said wouldn't it <laughs> oh my be God. cool to remember where you were when when this happened? If they both reached it on the same day, that doesn't. I didn't say tonight. They would have to hit two tonight. If if we don't record until Thursday, then they one of them could hit one tonight. One of them could hit one tomorrow. Then it could go staggered. No. Well, cl- yeah, clearly we'll, they could reach the mark before we get there, but. For it to happen in the same day, I, like you're saying, break the record, like the ultimate last record. I'm saying if it, I want it all to happen, like all, both home runs, all, all to happen on the same day, both home runs, not leading up to, not one here, one there, one here, one there. Like I could give a shit where they hit their last home run, like he hit 700, he hits 62 on the same day. Mm-hmm. Nah. If they do it both, like, Judge hit two, Pujols hit two, same day. Like I still want each guy to get their glory. No, nah, I think it'd be cool if it happened on the same night. It'd be a great baseball movie, actually. They just don't make those anymore. Where the fuck is Rob Manfred with the flex schedule? Why don't we just have them play each other? Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. I actually had someone recently say, someone who listens to this podcast, like, wouldn't it be cool if Pujols hit 700 in the postseason? I was like, can't happen. <laughs> he already has like 700 and what, probably. How many postseason homers does Pujols have? Uh, Albert why Pujols. Can't, why can't he hit 700 in, in the postseason? 
these just don't count, man. He has 19 postseason homers. Yeah. So he's at 717. Damn. Imagine if we broke that and people found out it was a fake number that (laughs) actually has more than 700. (laughs) Yeah. The baseball's biggest secret. Yeah. Albert Pools is actually at 717. I think think postseason homers should count as two. They're way harder to hit. You're facing nothing but dogs in the postseason. Oh. You're still launching bombs. Cold weather. Cold. Probably less sleep. You're nervous. You're probably not eating as good. God, I don't have an appetite. All right, I got to go. I got to go get tattooed. All right. I'm a half hour late. All right. We're out of here. We'll see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on the YouTube channel. We'll see you then. We out.